It's 26 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. President Trump's personal attorney, Michael Cohen, is reportedly under investigation for possible fraud. That's the word after federal agents raided Cohen's office, home, and hotel room yesterday. The FBI was apparently looking for evidence of possible bank and wire fraud and campaign finance violations. Agents seized emails, tax documents, business records, as well as communications between Cohen and his clients, including Trump. That raid was reportedly connected to the 130. $30,000 payment that Cohen made to porn star Stormy Daniels. A PennDOT official says everyone displaced by the Route 30 landslide will get the help they need to get a new place to live. Some of the families displaced were given information packets yesterday explaining what assistance is available. Crews continue to clean up the dirt and debris from that landslide that destroyed the apartment building and it looks like another home nearby will be demolished as well. A bizarre story here. A Russian woman is dead after doctors reportedly hooked her up to an embalmed Calming fluid drip instead of saline. Ah. A report in the British tabloid The Sun says 27-year-old Ekaterina Fedeyeva was in the hospital for a minor surgery when the mistake was made. Doctors sent formaldehyde into her body, which can be used, of course, to preserve corpses or as a disinfectant, apparently. The woman went through two days of agony before going into a coma and eventually dying. An investigation is said to be underway. Why do they even have that in the hospital? I don't know. Maybe in super low doses. They say it can be used as a disinfectant, but I don't know. A disinfectant? I've never heard of it. Bleaching the inside of your body? Maybe. Is McDonald's trying to make you feel better about your small penis? McDonald's in Japan tweeted out an ad last week that's supposed to be for their fries, but seems to be a veiled hint at penis size. The ad says, quote, The longest French fry isn't necessarily the best. Short French fries, curved French fries, crispy fries, and soft French fries. All of them have good points. All of them have people who love them. As long as you value your own unique flavor... We believe you'll be able to contribute in your own way. So you might see how people would see it as a sexual metaphor, saying that the longest isn't the best. You can contribute if you're short or curved or soft or whatever. But Look, I I appreciate and uh, applaud the the attempt (laughs) here. But uh, I don't really want to think about ween when I'm eating my fries. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to order a... A McBiggie penis. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's a little weird. I don't know what they're doing there. In music news, two Elton John tribute albums are out and available now. Both the pop and rock-leaning revamp, reimagining the songs of Elton John and Bernie Taupin, and the country-leaning restoration using the same subtitle were released over the weekend. Revamp includes John himself with Pink reworking Benny and the Jets, in addition to artists like Coldplay, Mumford & Sons, and The Killers. Meanwhile, Restoration features the Eagles, Don Henley, and Vince Gill covering Sacrifice, plus Willie Nelson's Chris Stapleton, Dolly Parton, and more. Elton John plays PPG Paints Arena on October 10th. Finally, Fleetwood Mac frontman Lindsey Buckingham is staying home when the band hits the road this fall. The group yesterday issued a very brief statement simply saying, Lindsey Buckingham will not be performing with the band on this tour. The band wishes Lindsey all the best. The group has also announced that they'll be joined by Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Neil Finn of Crowded House on their upcoming tour. All this comes amid conflicting reports that Buckingham had left the band or had been fired, though there's been no comment regarding his future with the band. That's crazy, right? I mean... I don't anymore. I don't... Stevie Nicks is still going to tour. Yeah. That's wild. 
Yeah, I, I read that band. stuff yesterday. That was just that was nuts. Yeah. Uh, partly sunny rain possible today, mid 40s for the Heights, 26 now at DVE. Connor Sheary going to be joining us on the show at 845 it's this morning. Sherry. That's right. Connor Sherry of the Penguins. Even though it's spelled Sheary. 845, Billy Gardell joins us at 9 o'clock. Penguins and Flyers game one tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena. And you could go. You just have to submit a video telling us, showing us why you're the biggest Penguins fan. You could win a pair of tickets to game one, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Deadline to register, 5 o'clock today. Doesn't have to be fancy. No. Doesn't have to have big production numbers in That's it. Right. Just be simple. I've seen a couple of the entries. One was an approach where a guy was just sitting in his truck saying, hey, don't don't give it to, to one of these guys showing you their corny little boy barn. You know, <laughs> give it to a real Pens fan. And then I saw another one of a, a of a guy that was showing you his game room and there was like Stanley Cups, like murals on the wall going down the steps. That he had trophy cases with Steelers memorabilia and bobbleheads, posters on the wall. It was it was crazy. Yeah, so how much pen stuff he had. Get your video in. You got to do that by five o'clock today. Just go to dbe.com slash contest for all the details on how to enter submission guidelines, all that stuff. It's the DBE Morning Show. It is the DBE Morning Show. Good morning, everybody. Randy Bauman, along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter. I had a little trouble getting in this morning with the snow. The snow? Yeah, I just stared at the snow in my yard for 15 minutes. Oh. And I couldn't believe it was it was on. Yeah, my. you don't have snow at your house? Uh, like a dusting, maybe. but I consider that snow. It was, uh, yeah, my, the ice there was, was snow more. in my yard. It's crazy. Yeah, and there were big pockets of ice, like you said. So be careful when you're driving this morning. Um, I had a uh, day off yesterday, but uh, want to just quickly retract to what are you laughing at me for? I'm not. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> no. Thought you were mocking me, which would have been fine <laughs> and probably no. worthy. Of, I'm, I'm worthy of being mocked. I was not. Um, for bitching about the weather is what I thought you were. Oh no, no, I'm like, toughing I'm, up. I'm wangry. <laughs> is that what you're calling it Wanger now? Wangry, angry, yes. Wangry mm-hmm. sounds like something else, Val. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with that one. <laughs> wangry sounds like angry about a wang. Yeah, angry about a wang. <laughs> angry about a wang. We're getting wanged uh, by Mister Mother Nature. I don't know. Now it's supposed yeah. to like turn around. I mean, this well, weekend's supposed to be nice. Yeah, but it's but it's I to saw seventies by the end of the week, right? Yeah, but like next Monday and Tuesday going to be in the forties again. No. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I had enough. I had enough. Can't this take is it. Just terrible. Hey, uh, thanks to everybody that showed up Saturday night in Carnegie for the "Are You Smarter Than a Crossroads Scholar" event benefiting the Crossroads Foundation. Uh, me and Lisa Sylvester from Channel Eleven, Lynn Hayes Freeland from uh, Channel Two, Channel Two, and uh, Emilio Cornicione from Izazu Salon. We were the uh, we were the adults who were a part of the big trivia contest, and uh, I we got bounced out in the first round due to no technical error. It was BS. Because my dude, Anthony Young, uh, who you guys met yeah. here, Tony Young from Central Catholic, yes. he was hitting the buzzer because we knew the answers right away, but they were making you wait until all the multiple choice were being said. And so, you know, they had to wait for A, B, C, D, and we knew it before they even did the multiple choices three times. Right. Shouldn't matter. And um, 
So they penalized us for that, and we couldn't win, even though we we had everything. We got one answer. Are you guys though. appealing the victory of whoever won? Yeah, I mean, it was a five. There's a five hundred dollars scholarship involved there. So I think you should drag this out. I it's in the courts, but <laughs> Val, I did miss one question. This was, was it one you should have gotten? Uh, arguable. Besides the Beatles, Beatles sold the most records in the United States of anybody. Most albums. Mm-hmm. Who sold the next most? Whitney and there was a multiple Houston. choice. It was okay. Okay, give me the choices. Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, the Eagles, and then some like joke. The uh-huh. Eagles. Yeah, I would say the Eagles. I did. I said the Eagles because their greatest hits album alone mm-hmm. was one of the greatest selling albums right. of all, all time. time. Yeah, and it was on the Billboard charts forever. They said eh, Led Zeppelin. I was did like, you challenge? <laughs> I'm like, are we sure about that? I wanted to challenge. We challenged a couple answers. One of the ones we had to challenge was what's the third commandment? Oh, I don't know that. Right. Well, they didn't specify because apparently there's Catholic and then there's like, I don't know if the Protestant one has like a different order or something like that. So uh, we had the right answer in one denomination. Anyways, I'm very upset about it. Uh It'll be fine, though, because ultimately we were there to raise money for a great cause. And you should look up the Crossroads Foundation and see what they do, uh, because um, if you're looking for a cause that's worthy of your time, that certainly is it, helping out these Pittsburgh kids. Yeah, it sounded awesome when she was in here explaining what they do. It was great. It was nice to hang out in your uh, neck of the woods there, Val, down in Carnegie for the night. Good time. Did you go to the new distillery down there? I didn't. I was still super hungover from having hung out with (laughs) Bill and Joe Bartnick. I heard. The night before, Bartnick was in here yesterday and said he woke up so hammered that he woke up on your floor with his backpack on. <laughs> yeah, not sure how that happened. <laughs> what? I woke up with my jacket on. <laughs> I slept in a jacket. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is so funny. Are you so still funny. in college? I was banged up on Saturday. Oh, my God. Yeah, me too. It was horrible. It was terrible, in fact. I slept, but the thing that sucks is, like, when you have kids, Mm. they don't appreciate, you know, that daddy went boozing. They don't care. No. And so at 8 o'clock in the morning, the anxiety and the guilt and the shame got me up, and then I'm walking around. Zombie. Just zombie, lightheaded, nauseous, and then I'm like, hey, uh. You know, I got you guys tickets to see a concert tonight. Can I go back in and lay down? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Dad. Four-hour nap. Oh, it's the best. Still didn't feel right. No. No, didn't feel right the whole night. So I did not. Uh, I did not get down and sample the uh, the nice uh, drinking establishments of Carnegie. I was uh, nice trying, meadery. I was trying to keep it together. Yeah, there's a new distillery there too. Oh. They, they brew, uh, vo- brew, distill vodka and uh, rye, I guess. Oh, cool. Carnegie's making it happen. Yeah. That's the place. That's the that's a popping little place. town. Yeah. Connor Sherry on the show, uh, 845 this morning. Connor Sherry. Also, Connor Billy Gardell Sherry. returns. Mike Pursuit will have your sports here coming up. Uh, the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Big TV Kings will get you set. You don't want to wait in inclement weather to uh, get your spot outside of Mario's Big TV down outside of the uh, uh, PPG Paints Arena. How about that? How excited are you for Flyers Penguins? Oh. I mean, this is just epic. Yeah, it's going to be crazy down there. It's, oh. it's going to be nuts. So Wednesday, Friday here, and then is it Sunday in Philadelphia? All right. 
Uh, so those are your uh, one, two, three. Is it Sunday, Tuesday? They have that set? No, Sunday, Wednesday. Sunday, Wednesday. Oh, so the little break there. Uh, oh, they got to spend that much time in Philly. Oh. I wonder if they'll come back since I it's wonder. so close. Yeah. I mean, what's that, like a half-hour flight? If that. Yeah, because you could, I mean, that Sunday game will probably end up being an afternoon game. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's 3 so, p.m. Yeah, they can sleep in their own bed Sunday, Monday night. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out when we talk to Connor Sherry. At 8.45, Mike Pursuta will have your sports when we return from the commercial break. I want to remind you to listen for your chance to win $1,000 in workforce cash all day on DVE, beginning with the DVE morning show. That's us. All the way to the drive home with Sean. Just text the keyword 200-200. Uh, brought to you by rightcars.com. Sports with Mike Pursuta. Coming up next. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE morning show. Mike. Sports is our brought to you by Xfinity from Comcast. Penguins head coach Mike Sullivan stopped short of rubber stamping Derek Broussard's return to the lineup for Wednesday night's playoff opener against the Philadelphia Flyers. But Broussard was back between Connor Sherry and Phil Kessel at practice yesterday, and Mike Sullivan liked what he saw. Derek had a good practice today. He he participated uh, fully. We'll see how he responds, and, and we'll make decisions accordingly. But uh, he had a strong practice today. Now, Broussard has been out of the Penguins lineup since March the 29th. He's missed the last five games, but he doesn't anticipate having to battle any rust on Wednesday night against Philly. No, I've been working pretty hard, trust me. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they have a, a really good strength coach here, and they... Uh, I'm working every day and uh, trying to get on, on that pace, like you said. And it's obviously it's going to be a lot more intense. There's going to uh, there's going to be a lot of intensity out there, and uh, uh, but I don't think that's uh, uh, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, Derek Broussard, this is uh, why the Penguins acquired him. I can't wait to see him in action for the playoffs. 55 career points in 78 career playoff games, including 11. In 19 games with the Senators last season into the Eastern Conference Final, including uh, 16 in 19 games with the Rangers in 2014-15, including 12 in 23 games with the Rangers in 2013-14. Derek Broussard knows the drill at this time of the year. Yeah, I'm just going to try to play my game and not change anything. Uh, I mean, uh, this team proven in the past they can win, and they can win some big games, and... Uh, I mean, you just you just have to have a short memory in the playoffs. You just have to focus on one game at a time, uh, and trying to. There's going to be a lot of distraction, obviously, and you're just trying to, as a player, you're just trying to block everything and trying to focus on what you have to do. And uh, I mean, that's the best time of the year, and you know, every player in the league wants to play to play on this time. And it's obviously, uh, uh, you know, we're we're lucky enough to to be part of a you know a really good team here and have a chance to do something special. Now, he's always been a big-time playoff performer, and he's never gone into a playoffs with this kind of talent surrounding him. It, it, it is a unique aspect of hockey that that can actually be like uh, a characteristic of a player. Like, oh, well, he's a postseason demon, and it's part of why you want to get him. Because you know, he's clutch. Right. Because all the analytics people that say there's no clutch right. can stick that he's got the clutch up gene. their analytics. Right. There is clutch. There right. are people who perform right. when it really matters. Max people Talbot. Who, people who do not. And this guy has always been one who does. Max Talbot was like labeled as a postseason uh, stalwart when he was in juniors. 
and got into the league. And they're like, well, he's a postseason. And he carried it through, and he was. Some guys embrace it. Some guys shy away. I'm with you, Bill. I can't wait to see what he looks like in a Penguins uniform. Because he was a pain in, in the it. ass oh. last year. <laughs> a lot of years. Very hard to play against. And a guy that can really complete that lineup. And maybe make up for a defense that's not so good. Not so good. <laughs> not so good. Pens in the Flyers on Wednesday night. The Pirates got snowed out at Wrigley Field yesterday. They'll try it again this afternoon. Yvonne Nova 0-1 with a 6.10 ERA against Tyler Chatwood 0-1 with a 1.50 ERA. The Bucks will be looking to go 4-0 and to start a road season for the first time since 2003. They are... 7-2 and two overall, leading the NL Central Division by two games over the 5-4 and four Cubbies. If it comes down to a safe situation today, Clint Hurdle might not know who to turn to. <laughs> or at least what name to call him. He's been bringing in Felipe Rivero to finish things off ever since the Bucks acquired Rivero last season. But now... Uh, the Pirates have confirmed a story first reported by the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette Monday night that Rivero is changing his name to Felipe Vasquez. This is very weird. Why is he doing that? I have no idea. Well, all I know is if I'm a reliever, I would want to be named Rivero. Yeah, I mean, Mar- Mariano uh, preceding you is not a bad way to have uh, people, you know, the imagery as you're walking onto the field to conjure up one of the all-time great closers. Crank up Sandman. And, you know. <clears throat> right. But the reason he's doing it is very strange. Uh, his sister's surname is Vasquez. Yes. And so he's very close with his sister. Like super close. And he like retweets pictures of her and stuff, which are like... I guess back in the day you would have called them of the pinup variety, which is a very strange way to celebrate your sister. But yeah, who am put, I to judge cultures or he, I don't know, man. siblings? I don't know. So why does she have a different last name? They're half brother, half sister? Probably. So they have the same mom, probably. And at any, at any rate, he's taking her last name now. And he said he might even change his number next year. Um, but he said it's because it's about his sister. He wants to be closer to his sister. Oh. And again, he keeps retweeting this stuff about his sister. And it can only lead you to believe one thing. I mean, I'm not saying anything She's weird is going or... on there. No, it's not Utah. She's down in Florida. West Virginia? <laughs> but it is <laughs> unusual, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, he's like... Oh, good. Like booty shots, right? Yeah. Well, I think if you're going to post a picture of your sister and say that she's a singer, she should probably have a microphone somewhere in the right. picture. Yes, that's a great point. You know, great. and maybe not be laying on her belly. <laughs> I don't know. Do singers sing like that? Some of them do, probably. I, I guess some of them do if they're, you know, especially if they're like aquatic and they're like mm-hmm. on a paddleboard. <laughs> she might work at SeaWorld down there. I don't know, but. Uh, very strange set of circumstances. Well, I hope he has a great season. And Me hope, too. Hope his sister enjoys it. And uh, they're off to a hell of a star, Mikey. You can't argue that. Steelers are going to be hosting uh, Jordan Melata this week, according to Gil Brand of NFL.com. You might not know who Jordan Melata is. He is a six foot eight, three hundred forty six pound rugby player. 
He's going to uh, Australian National Rugby League star. Six foot eight, three hundred forty-six pounds. NFL teams are checking him out as a potential offensive tackle. He visited the Redskins yesterday. He will visit the Steelers, Eagles, Browns, and Chargers the rest of this week. Rugby. See if they can make a tackle out of them. Why not? Uh, they also signed uh, three players, three offensive linemen. Nobody of note, but uh, one guy who is a Duquesne product. That would be Larson Graham. Filling out the offseason roster there. Good deal. Looking at rugby players and Duquesne guys. Hey, Mike, did you see the Paterno movie? I did. What did you uh, What did you think of it? I thought it was stupid. Yeah? <laughs> That's it? I thought it was not well done. I can't uh-huh. imagine that's the way Sarah Graham went about doing it. Sarah Gannon. Gannon. I can't imagine that's the way she went about doing her job. Um, Which yeah, was? That's what I wondered too. If, I, like, if they consulted her and. I, I, it's. I, I think it was wrong. Uh, I, I can't imagine that's the way you'd go about following that story the way they portrayed her. Which uh, aspect, though? I guess. They made her look like she was an idiot. She was fresh out of college. I think they were trying. I'm not defending the movie. I think I'm. I'm just trying to explain the van. The yeah. I just, think, I just think you got to be better. What you you know. You don't luck into that kind of story. Um, she in a way did though because she wrote about it years before uh, as like a college reporter, and yep. nobody picked it up. Uh, no, just they. She was not portrayed it. As at least from my interpretation, as at all having her stuff together, so not as professional as you pro- think as she I probably would was her to be. Yes, yeah, having gone on to win a Pulitzer, that was not even a Pulitzer award-winning investigation on her part. You're saying the I, way they depicted it. I'm not sure what point they were trying to make. Uh, it, it didn't really seem to come to a conclusion. Maybe I missed it. Uh, it seemed like the point of it was for Al Pacino to try to do a Joe Paterno impersonation, mm-hmm. which he did. Yeah. Okay, it wasn't great, you know. Put the big glasses on him and dressed him funny, and yeah, yeah. I just didn't, you know. His family didn't come off well at all. Uh, well, they've been doing a decent job of that. Uh, his sons, anyways. Yeah, one of his sons, you know, without the movie. Yeah, I just, I didn't. Uh, I, again, I, 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 knowing the story as I do, I wondered where it was going, and it turned out it wasn't going anywhere. Well, I I was hoping it would have actually cleared some things up and stressed things that are factual instead of leaving more ambiguity. Because the number one takeaway from that for just about everybody is the ambiguity of the the script. M- maybe he knew way more. Maybe it was a conscious it was effort. Yeah. Maybe he was a doddering old man. Yeah. Maybe I, it was. Well, a, and and, and all the, that stuff is implied, right? Yeah, but it's all important. You know, this is not a movie you just made up and leave it to the viewer, and then you can go on and decide whether or not Tony Soprano was killed or not, or he goes on to live another day. You know what I mean? Like, because this was factually based and a lot of people's lives were impacted, I think everybody was looking for a little more definitive proof one way or another, and it just uh, revisited the ambiguity. The Washington Post did a really good job of revisiting the facts, if anybody wants to see it. The stuff that is actually factual. We've had Bill Mushi on the show numerous amounts of times. His book is tremendous. The big problem with what I see going on at my alma mater is that there are people who can't agree on what's factual. What are the facts? 
And that reminds me of uh, a whole lot of other things going on right now. And the the guy who played Jerry Sandusky, that poor guy looks just like him. But you know what? You know what? At least he got to play Jerry Sandusky. You know, he got that out of it. Otherwise, he's just a guy that looks like Jerry Sandusky all the time. I don't know if you're a guy that looks like Jerry Sandusky if you want to go and play Jerry Sandusky. Oh, well, that's another way to look at it. Because that seems like you're kind of solidifying that look. As an actor? Putting kinda, a name on it. Kind of a pigeonhole. Let's was, make this uh, official. It's creepy. I'm Jerry Sandusky. It was creepy. And I thought the uh, the football stuff was poorly done. Uh, yeah. I don't know how they even got the rights to the to any of the footage that they did. It was crazy yeah. to me how much they were able to actually use. The stuff use. that wasn't actually real footage looked really poorly represented to me. It, it, it was Jimmy Pearsaw in uh, Fear Strikes Out yeah. in terms of... Throwing left-handed. Mike, you read Game Over, right? Yes. The, the Bill Mushi book. Yeah. One of the most um, one of the most damning arguments that Mushi made in his book for Paterno knowing more is that he sort of sets up this this culture there where Paterno knows everything. If you got a traffic ticket in another state, he knew about it, and then all of a sudden. You know, so it was just hard to to say, oh well, you know, he's an old man and he doesn't know anything about what's going on and off the field and that kind of stuff. Where there was a ton of evidence to the contrary of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends how you interpret it. That's that's a statement that a lot of people accept. That Joe Paterno knew everything that went on at Penn State. I I don't know how you ever prove that. Well, in the email where in 1998, the 1998 incident, when Tim Curley says, coach really wants to know what's going on here. He, he wants an update. He's up, you know, he's really on me for it. Uh, he testified that, yeah, that was Joe Paterno. So he would have known, you know, according to Tim Curley, about what happened in 1998, the, which was supposedly the first incident before the McCreary. before the well, 2001 incident. And then the movie ends with Sarah Gannam getting a phone call and the guy saying, I told Coach about it in 1976. Which was another uh, um, angle or, you know, that was another storyline that popped up in that whole saga, which could never be proved one way or another, I suppose. Because it was he said, Jopa said, and Jopa, it was he said, Jopa dead. I mean, he was, couldn't answer that one. Hmm. So, yes, that only stirs up the ambiguity. But it, in fact, was a phone call that she received. You know, the veracity of the claim, though, who knows? But at the very least, in 1998, he did know. Now, a lot of people don't think that that's true. So that's where they kind of run into some troubles up there. I did think it was funny that they, uh, <laughs> I was like, how do they get these shots of the Penn State campus? Who's letting these guys on the campus to film this movie? And then I realized every shot of the campus I saw was in a van driving by. And I was like, oh, there's a drive by a old main, you know, oh, there's a, <laughs> there's a drive by on College Ave. Just, I'm sure they could have cut out. And oh, I don't know. Stood on the street and filmed yeah, it if they wanted to. I don't know. A couple of quick drive-bys they you're saying that penn state didn't sign off on no i would say they'd be persona non grata up there yeah i just i I thought it could have been it it looked like it was kind of hastily thrown together yeah the pacino performance is just kind of this weird paterno impersonation and 
I'm sure he was obsessed with Nebraska all the time. He used to do that all the time. Look, Rutgers is a good football team. You know, he used to do that stuff all the time. I get that he was obsessed with it. Uh, I thought it was a little fun in, in a weird way to picture the Jopa house. Fun is a, not the right word, but kind of dysfunctional. Yeah, just looking into his the, yeah. the Brady Bunch house he lived in on campus and stuff. And uh, just how he, you know, for as many great things as he did, is it possible he was that flawed? Well, apparently. So, uh, but I agree with you. The movie's not great. And it's not going to make up anybody's mind one way or another. No. And if you're if you were on the fence, this probably That's what disappointed me the most about it is it really didn't take a stand. Yes. It well on on, on one hand he might have been a doddering old guy. On the other he might have known and covered it up. Mm-hmm. On another his family might be just trying to scheme to come out of it looking as as best as they can in a bad situation. Right. On another they might be really upset. Yeah. Uh you know, this guy's great, but on the other hand he might be evil. Well, d- doesn't that kind of reflect, though, the, like the way that all that stuff happened? Because everybody was taking one or one or the other side. Yeah, like everyone uh, right. was saying, he's an old man; he doesn't know anything. And then everyone, everyone else was saying, he's still sharp enough to coach. How is he all of a sudden a doddering old man? Uh, he wow. he he was removed. Maybe he was a little from column A and a little from column B. Former Steelers receiver Derek Moy comes off well with a nice tough catch. And that's really what's important, as long as you get in there with the big catch in the big game for win number 409, was it? Was that what that was? Uh, so, yeah. All right, a little bit later on this morning, Connor Sherry will be on the show. Also, Billy Gardell. We're going to talk with Connor Sherry about going against the Flyers. His first time going against the Flyers in the postseason. Not his first time going against the Flyers. Gear up. It's. I think it's a little different when you say Mike. Yes and no. It's not like it was in 2012. It's not this. That was a bleep show. That uh, was yeah. just a disaster. The, I don't think that. It was Bilesman's undoing, kind of, wasn't it? I, well, if he would have won game seven against the Rangers, I think he might still be coaching, but it wasn't his shining finest hour, right. I can tell you. That. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be uh, right back here. DVE. DVE morning show. Randy Bauman, along with Val Porter and Mike Pursuta. You may have heard Val at the top of the hour talk about this, but if you're just joining us, Fleetwood Mac, they're set to go out on a big tour. I was excited for this, Val. Yeah. But they have fired Lindsey Buckingham, which I don't know how they can fire Lindsey Buckingham. He's quit before. Yeah, well, did he quit or did he get fired? Well, they're saying he got fired. Well, the band is saying he quit. Now, they announced Monday Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Neil Finn of Crowded House will replace him. Now, everyone loves Mike Campbell. I don't know if a lot of people know Neil Finn, but he, he's great, too. Uh, that, that doesn't matter. Lindsey Buckingham, if he's not touring with Fleetwood Mac, I don't know that a lot of people want to see Fleetwood Mac. Am I wrong about this? Yeah. I mean, Stevie Nicks. Pretty big. Part of the band, She's Christine McVie. Yeah, is but he John sang McVie a lot of in the, the songs. I don't know if John McVie is in the band. Yes, he did sing a lot of songs. He wrote a lot of the songs. All of that's important. But now, I guess Neil Finn will be doing that. But do you want to go see Neil Finn with Fleetwood Mac? I don't know who Neil Finn is. He was a uh, Crowded right house. house. Don't something dream so it's over. Yeah, and that's something so strong. So that was their real poppy hit. Yeah, they had two big hits. Love it. Yeah, they were great. I'm back on board. Now you're in. I want to see them. Now, Rolling Stone has confirmed Buckingham's departure. No specific tour dates have been announced, apparently. I thought this tour was already announced. But this band 
is just fighting right to the very end, Val. This is one of the most tumultuous, tempestuous relationships in the history of oh, rock and roll. Everybody's sleeping with each other. And- Stevie Nicks banged everybody in the band <laughs> at one time or another. Did you ever see the movie Bowfinger, Steve Martin movie, where the Heather Graham character in the movie, she's like the, like the hot actress. She keeps mm-hmm. sleeping with people in the production to get higher up the chain in no. the movie. I that, don't remember that movie. It's a great flick. Stevie Nicks, basically, I, I felt like was that. She came in as Lindsey Buckingham's girlfriend. And she's one of the most beautiful women in the history of rock and roll, or just ever. And uh, she slept with everybody. And you know, she there definitely was slept with Tom Petty, right? I don't know if she definitely slept with them. They they recorded together. I don't know. She was dating Jimmy Iovine at the time. Yes. So he was the producer on that one. So I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. She didn't seem to have a problem jumping around in a band. Maybe she did it there. I I don't know. But this is not to speak of her promiscuousness because I don't care about that at all. <laughs> It's just the fact that Fleetwood Mac, wh- how don't you have this ironed out? It's a band. I mean, they fight, they break up, they get back yeah, this together. Is what happens. It's, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me at all anymore. Well, Mick Fleetwood talked with Rolling Stone this past August and uh, in speaking about the band's next tour, said, I was in Italy recently and met Stevie out there. She said to me, let's sit down and really listen to some stuff that sort of almost got forgotten. So I know she's already thinking she wants to do some things we haven't done in years. I always think that Stevie and Lindsay should do a Buckingham Nick song in the set and have Christine do a blues song. I hope it certainly won't be the same shows we did before. We always played nearly three hours and we cut back a little bit for the wear and tear, but we do over two hours. And when you got three singers, which is like three bands, really, that's to, to get that perfect setup. It's a trip. All right. So. Great point he makes there. Well, now are they going to do Crowded House songs? Are they going to do no. Tom Petty songs? I could see Tom. I don't think Crowded House was big enough to. Oh, there probably be a lot of people like Bill. Go- who Who is this band? I don't know. I love Crowded House. Yeah, I mean, they had a couple good hits, but <laughs> it's not like Tom Petty's catalog. But I, I think they're selling short what a uh, disappointment this will be to their fans who are hoping to see. Because these guys are going to start dying. Yeah, they all are. They lived super hard, and they're in their 70s. Every year I say this at the beginning of the concert season. I got to go see all these bands because they're all going to start dying. Well, so many are coming here this year, including like Paul Simon, Elton John, both on farewell tours. Steve Miller's coming. Uh Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to go see these. Well, they will be allowed to do or, or able to do tons of their hits that Stevie didn't, or rather that Lindsay didn't sing on. Uh, and I guess Neil will fill in on the other ones, but uh, a little bit of a disappointment there. Lindsay Buckingham out. DVE. Berg. What are you laughing at me for? I'm not. I thought you were. <laughs> no. Thought you were mocking me, which would have been fine <laughs> and probably no. worthy. Of, I'm, I'm worthy of being mocked. I was not. Um, for bitching about the weather is what I thought you were. Doing. Oh no, no, I'm. Like, I'm, up. I'm wangry. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it Wetter now? Wangry, angry, yes. Wangry sounds like something else, Val. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't go with that one. <laughs> wangry sounds like angry about a wang. Yeah, angry about a wang. <laughs> angry about a wang. We're getting wanged by Mr. Mother Nature. I don't know. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Hey ho! Flyers blow! Hey ho! Yeah, that's right. It's Penguins Flyers tomorrow night at the arena. We're going to have Connor Sherry on the show a little bit later on this morning. Looking forward to this one. This is going to be epic. 
postseason hockey here in the Berg. I'm very excited about this. I mean, me too. A matchup of two teams. One who wants to pull themselves back into relevance in the postseason. Another trying to hold on to their torrid pace of defending two Stanley Cups. We've got tickets to give away for that. All you got to do, take a, a quick video. Show us what a great Pens fan you are, and you're off to the game. That's it. Are we picking our favorite one? Is it random? No idea. You're the boss. I am not. <laughs> there is no boss. We are bossless. We are set adrift on Penguin Bliss. And you can be at the game. I like it. And be there, too. I like it a lot. Just send us a video illustrating what a big Penguins fan you are. It's simple. Just click the thing on your phone. We know you're big fans. We know you are. Why wouldn't you want to come through on this? Uh, here's one we got yesterday. Once, let's have somebody win a competition that actually deserves it. Not like the dude who won season tickets a couple years back just because, oh, I can use these for my clients now. Look at all the penguin swag in my boy barn. <laughs> I like his boy style. Uh, he went very low-key. Yeah. He went very low-key, but he called out all the, the faux fans. Yeah. So... Send us a submission. Go nuts. Go low energy like that. Do it in your rumpus room or whatever, and you can be off to the game. Oh, it's I want to see cartwheels. Pretty big. Hey, it's a pretty big payoff for just, you know, sending us in a video. And then uh, where do they send it, Joe? Where do they email it? What's the deal? Go to dbe.com oh, okay. slash contests. Oh, it's simple. Thanks, Val. All the details will be there. there People you go. have been tweeting it at us, too. You could do that. Yeah, you can do that, too. That'll work. Val's got news for you right now. Is it still snowing? Is it? It's icy. It's definitely icy. It's April 10th. Yeah. I, it snowed all day yesterday. All day. All day. Just snowflakes I almost in the air. threw a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Like, did, stomped my feet. Ah! Did the uh, forecast for this weekend's sun, like, did that get you through at all? Did it offer any relief to you? Uh, you know, it was all right. Mm, but not really. No. No, Serena said to me, and she wasn't even joking. She said, seriously, I will not survive next winter. We have oh, to go somewhere one weekend a month. I say that every year. Next year, I'm taking a beach vacation in the end of January, and I never yeah, do. But, but what good would that do you now? Here we are in April, well, and it's still winter. Well, at least a little, you little reprieve. Yeah, a little break Yeah, at it least. doesn't work. I just came back from California. <laughs> I'm, I'm miserable. <laughs> I am so sick of getting bundled up to walk the dogs. Yeah. The hat, the scarf. Oh, I'm just so sick of it. Oh, the hat, the scarf, the gloves, wiping the frost and mud off the dog's Ugh. paws, and they come in, and they- Poor Gino just... shivering because we got his summer haircut too soon. I'll tell you what I'm sick of, soup. I had enough. <laughs> I had enough soup. I want to move on. Want to move on to some nice spring salad yeah, offerings. Yeah, right. I'm tired Something of like that. hibernation eating. That's right. But I, I can't stop. I had enough vegetable soup to last me a lifetime, Val. I got chili at home if you want some of that. Well, it's going to be 70 on Friday. And then? 48, I think I saw. All right, 48 is not too bad. Still. It's, it, it's bad. Hey, this is good hockey weather, and that's all that matters. going to be a little chilly sitting out for the big screen, though, on Wednesday. But you know people, people are going to oh. do it. 
Heck yeah. It's going to be packed. What's going on over there? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. 26 degrees. Uh, the news is brought to us by Golden Oak Lending. A former Cosby Show actress is charged with disorderly conduct for going topless and charging at Bill Cosby as he tried to enter a Philly area courthouse for his second sexual assault trial. Video shows police intercepting and taking 38-year-old Nicole Rochelle into custody. Uh, Rochelle appeared on several episodes of The Cosby Show from 90 to 92 when she was a child. Witnesses say she had Women's Lives Matter and Cosby Rapist written on her breasts and stomach. Cosby seemed surprised and shaken up but wasn't harmed, and he went into the building uh, when the scene was cleared. The judge delayed the start of the trial to question a juror who allegedly said last week he thought Cosby's guilty. But he was cleared and the trial did continue with him. Cosby is charged with drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constant as his, at his Philly area mansion in 2004. He denies the charges. The first trial ended in a hung jury. Yeah, yeah. That, that footage yesterday was crazy. The look on Cosby's face, he's just, a, he's crazy. Like, the fact that even if you're innocent of, which, I mean, the preponderance of evidence is a little overwhelming, to ignore, but he's like smiling and all happy, <clears throat> delusional. To totally remember the, the the last trial he was doing, hey hey hey, outside of the courthouse, and five women who five other women who have accused him are going to be allowed to testify at this trial. So it may, uh, we'll see if it ends up any different. The Medical Marijuana Advisory Board in Harrisburg is suggesting adding dry leaf marijuana as a form of medicine to lower costs. Board members say it takes more marijuana and more time to make the concentrated oil, which drives costs higher. Reps say dry leaf marijuana would have to be vaporized to be utilized properly. Health Secretary Dr. Rachel Levine has up to a year to approve the board's suggestions. So what's the difference? I mean, if it's still, if you're ingesting the same product one one way or the other, if there's still the psychoactive component in the THC, in the oil, or in dry leaf, why, why not do both? Well, that's what they're trying to do. So was this the, probably the logical conclusion? Like it was easier to pass it maybe a little more mild uh, appearing bill early on so as not to scare people who were uh, against it. Kind of gently going into the future here. Could be. I, I think that number mm-hmm. one uh, thing that would want to put people on the side of, of pro medicinal marijuana is the fact that in states where it's legal, opioid addictions go down. In Pennsylvania, having mm. such a, a rampant opioid abuse problem, this would be a great first step to putting a big dent in that. Well, I'm a DJ, though. What, what, I, I don't know. And the, mm-hmm. if you are curious, uh, the you know about medical marijuana and how it works and all of that stuff, and even if you want a job in it. The Medical Cannabis Conference and Expo will be held here in Pittsburgh at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center this weekend. <laughs> I'd love to see what kind of people are going to this. Well, it's a lot of business, con- like a lot of business seminars and stuff like that. And it's not just a bunch of stoners going, hey, yeah, let's legalize marijuana. To Bill's point, I think there will be some stoners in there who just want to legalize marijuana and are hoping to go maybe uh, pick up some tie-dyes. It's sort of like the... F- you know, anthrocon. Like, not everybody's dressed up in a fursuit. By the way, did we figure out what convention was at the Civic? No, we did or not. At the convention center last weekend. There were like cosplay people all over downtown. Oh, I don't know. And I don't know what the hell was going on. It looked like it was some sort of Comic Con. Yeah, there was a bunch of like Minecraft people and 
people some, with swords, some, some Robin Hood stuff mm-hmm. like that, looking figures. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. I don't know, but they were walking yeah. in the freezing cold, in in costume, and some of those girls had you know skint outfits on. He's like, oh god, yeah, I'm only wearing this. Was it a wasn't like piece a of felt or something? It looked it? like it might have been. I don't know, but it looked like some people were ready to LARP. <laughs> might have might have just been a good old fashioned LARPing convention. The Major League Baseball season is 162 games in this league more than any other. Does a pretty good job of trying to get fans to go to all those games by giving away a lot of free stuff. Because who doesn't want a bobblehead or a blanket or a hat or whatever? Sometimes it is the only thing to get people to the game. Here's a rundown of the teams with the most giveaways this season. St. Louis Cardinals 49. The Dodgers, 42, the Cubs, 41, and your Pittsburgh Pirates, 39 giveaways this season. Mm. That's followed by the Mets with 35. Dodgers and Rangers give away the most bobbleheads at 12, and the Angels give away the most jerseys with eight. Rivera gave away his name. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He Management gave away, gave away Kutch. <laughs> Rivera is changing his name to Felipe Vasquez because that is his hot sister's name, and he's a big fan of... Of his hot sister. Seems weird. It's very weird. It might not be weird. It seems kind of weird. He is very devoted to his sister, and he retweets all kinds of stuff. They live together, uh, right? From his sister. We are the yin and yang. Are they twins? Priscilla Vasquez said, no. We're just very together. We've been through a lot together, so he always confides in me. Um, It's a little weird. He... uh. Did issue an apology to fans who bought stuff with his name because you know <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. If you have a Rivera jersey, you're like, what the? What if you just bought one? Do you get a refund? Uh, that's a great question. I want to apologize to all the fans that bought brought stuff. I think he meant bought with my name and saw all this happen. But since it was a long process, I was not able to say anything till was actually approved. My apologies to y'all. So there you go. This is sort of like people that bought the Ocho Cinco jersey or the Chad Johnson jersey. So he always tweets about her and always has things to say about her and uh, like her career. I guess she's a singer, something to that effect. Uh, And he may change his number as well as the name, depending if his sister wants him to or not. He said, when she says it's time to change my number, I'll do it. This guy. Just as long as it isn't to 69. Seriously. It's going to get anybody watches Ray Donovan. I don't. Is there is there a similar plot line? There's uh, an incestuous relationship between a brother and sister. Really? Last season. Um, so my friend Laura texted me. It, it was the Teco Convention. Okay. Which uh, is an annual Japanese pop culture convention. Oh, cool. It's like an... Uh, okay. All right. Hmm. Anime and whatnot. So there you go. Okay. I, We've been educated. Anime. <laughs> so She's so Bill, fun. Bill and I were walking. Who's so anime. fun? Anime. Anime. What about young anime? We were driving past a bunch of those people, and I'm like, there's always the, like, the girls who are the bell of the ball at these the things. Super hot girls. Yeah, well, if they don't even have to. You know, if they're a girl. No. <laughs> you yeah, super are. Super hot is, is maybe uh, an overestimation there. You're at, like outnumbered 10 to 1, and you go there with all of those you know, sex-starved like cosplayers. Yeah, but sometimes you see pictures from those Comic Cons. There's like hot girls dressed up in character. Outfits. But they're in like getting San paid. Diego. But and they're getting paid a lot of times yeah. too, right? Like there's a lot they're of not the, just attendees. Not always. There are some hot attendees. I don't want to like generalize, but is that sun bothering you? 
No, I, I, it's a nice spotlight on me as I t- speak to you this morning. Isn't that I, nice? I was saying, like, there's probably some, definitely some smoke shows that go to those things, but yeah. it's kind of like finding something great at Burlington. Like, it's there. <laughs> it's just buried in the racks. Like, if you're, if you're willing to spend some time and look through it, you could find well, it. Rivero's sister's probably there, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, a Munhall native. Like Hello Kitty. Yeah. A Munhall native is advancing once again on American Isle. 18-year-old Gabby Barrett was chosen Monday night to be part of the top 14 contestant lineup. The choice was made during Idol's All-Star Celebrity duet-themed performances. She sailed through after delivering a sulfur, sulfur, soulful performance alongside her country duo matchup Sugarland. What do I have to do to make you see? She can't love you like me. Why don't you stay? I'm down on my knees. I'm so tired of being lonely. You can't give me what I need when she begs. Pretty good. Here's what Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, and Luke Bryan thought of Gabby's performance. I don't know if we've seen somebody today nail it from top to bottom. bottom. Have y'all? Have y'all? At the top? You didn't miss one thing. Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Way to show up, Gabby. Way to show up. Thank you. You've come so far. And you have so far to go, and we, we all do. Um, and, and I can tell you're not getting comfortable, and that is the key to success. Thank you. I don't Thank know. You know, Gabby, we've I, ever heard I know demo exactly feedback. what it's like to sing with Jennifer. You can actually follow the dots. She walks you right through it. It's one thing to follow the dots. It's another thing to hit the points. <laughs> It's like that bouncing ball on the uh, the commercial with the Lebanon Church Road, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Do y'all know what he's talking about with dots? I, no. I, I, I'm confused. I don't think we've ever seen a celebrity that's had a, a meathead made out of himself in a video. Kermit the Redneck. <laughs> so congratulations to Gabby. She's moving on. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you're keeping me updated on this because I don't want to have to watch the show, but I want to root for <laughs> I her. I started, I started following her because I, I saw her sing a couple tunes. I went back and like watched her audition. She's great. Yeah. She's, She's funny. Her, her dad, I love her dad, man. Her dad is working two jobs. He drives her everywhere. You know, he's he's been so supportive. It's just... An inspirational story. He's a Pittsburgh dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, you're going to make it, sweetheart. 
Well, the third time was the charm for the Cars to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, having been nominated in 2015 and 2016. Founding members Benjamin Orr and Rick Ocasek actually met in Cleveland before relocating to Boston to form the band in the mid-70s with Greg Hawks, Elliot Easton, and David Robinson. Their self-titled debut album sold 6 million copies and stayed on the Billboard chart for 139 weeks. They broke up in 1988, but reunited in 2010 for a new album and tour. But once again, the band is on hiatus. Ben Orr passed away from pancreatic cancer in 2000. Here's Elliot Easton talking about taking it three times for them to get into the Hall of Fame. I didn't get too worked up over it. I thought if we get in, it'll be really nice. You know, the fan vote thing, as many people know, it really amounts to one actual vote. So I wasn't too concerned about getting enough fan votes or anything like that. But for whatever reason, you know, they decided to put us in this year. I, I don't know why they do and why they don't or who sits on the board. But um, I'm glad that they finally decided to have us in. I don't know if we've ever seen a band get this disrespected, y'all. Here's Greg Hawks. He says the song, Just What I Needed, it defines the sound of the cars. It sort of had kind of what I think of the classic cars elements it's got those like little quicky guitars that ching 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 which a lot of cars songs had and it was heavy and it had synths in it ben did a awesome vocal it's funny when rick first played me his demo of that song even then there was something like unique about it and even to me i thought wow this song could be a hit and then much to my surprise it was <laughs> Here's Elliot Easton on the contribution of the cars to the musical landscape. One of the things that I'm proudest of is that the music has held up so well. And I think one of the reasons for that is both musically and lyrically that there's a sense of irony or a look at the dark side of things that is not necessarily in common with a lot of other 80s music. I do think as soon as they became big on MTV, you know, and their sound kind of changed to like really poppy stuff mm -hmm. that... You know, they were just showing what masters they were at writing pop songs and crafting pop songs. But before that, they had a, a little more of an edge to them that was, I mean, moving in stereo. The first time you hear that, it's like creepy, dangerous, kind of like, oh, maybe this is, you know, new wave rock won't all be like weird, wussy stuff. Like <laughs> I, I thought, I don't know, I, I really loved the early car stuff. I just heard an interview with. Uh, the band They Might Be Giants, and they were talking about seeing them in the clubs, I believe in Boston for the first time, when they first started playing, mm -hmm. seeing the cars, and they were like, they were ridiculously good. Just came out and smoked everybody from the get-go. Is Rick oh, Ocasek awesome. still married to Paulina Porskova? I believe so. Yeah. In terms of like ugly guy to hot girl ratio, that is the gold standard, right? I, I don't know. Well, if... no, hold on there, Blake. Might be. Trying to think of other... I know. Just think of an ugly guy. I mean... <laughs> Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley. I was going to say that, but uh, he's not no, really he's not, unattractive. He's, no, but I he mean... Wasn't then. He was just short back then. Yeah. What about Dudley Moore and Susan Anton? Yeah. Again, just short. Maybe. You know, yeah. he was just a small guy. And Rick Ocasek is super tall, isn't he? Super tall. And he just has that, Gangly. like... He looks like one of the Adams Family members. Yeah. yeah.
Uh, this year's ceremony is Saturday in Cleveland. Being inducted alongside the cars are the Moody Blues, Dire Straits, Nina Simone, Sister Rosetta Tharp, and Bon Jovi. The highlights will air on HBO on May 5th. Partly sunny. Rain is possible later today. Mid-40s for the high. It's 26 at DVE. Okay. Mike Pursuta coming in next with your sports. The Pens getting set. It's tomorrow night. It's game one between the Pens and the Flyers. Connor Sherry will join us on the show. 8.45, Billy Gardell in the 9 o'clock hour. Sports with Mike Pursuta next on DVE. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sports is out brought to you by Golden Oak Lending. The Penguins are getting ready to open the playoffs on Wednesday night against the Flyers. And some of the talk yesterday uh, surrounding the Pens detailed how they've been somewhat of a flip-the-switch type of team. This season, not necessarily the way Mike Sullivan wants it, but uh, the first three months, the Penguins were disinterested at best. And then from January the 2nd to February the 23rd, they went 17-4-1. They lost three in a row after that, then they won three in a row, as if to render the losing streak uh, null and void. And down the stretch, the Penguins were able to win at Columbus on Thursday night and at home against Ottawa on Friday and secure Second place in the Metropolitan Division and home ice advantage in the first round. Uh, Sullivan would probably prefer that you not describe his team as having a flip-to-switch mentality, but it is one uh, that everyone from the head coach on down acknowledges plays better when there are tangible stakes to be gained. When when something's at stake, the Penguins are at their best. Uh, Sidney Crosby talked about why that's the case yesterday. I think this is trust and belief and... You know, every guy's going to go out there and, and play their game. Um, and, you know, I think everyone believes if we do that, then you know, it doesn't matter who it is, but somebody will find a way to, to make a big play, um, whether it's a save or a block shot or defensive play, a goal, you name it. Um, all those things add up to winning, and I think that, you know, we have that trust and belief that, you know, guys will find a way to do that. Yeah, Patrick Hornquist thinks his team – comes through in the clutch because the Penguins have learned how to respond when the going gets tough. I just think after 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 like a tough loss or or when we don't play our best we always came up with the best effort the next game and and that's something you have to have in mind here when playoffs start. It's gonna be short memories. We're gonna play game one here and then we're gonna learn from it and then put it behind us. So uh, just to respond when things don't go your way out there that's that's gonna be a key. They could be like after a goal or after a bad shift or after a bad game. Like you just have to make sure you respond. I think those those shifts after they score, we scored, or last shift of the period or something like that. You, you always have to make sure you do the right things out there. And, and I think you learn over time with with experience. And, and uh, sometimes it costs you a game. And and you wish maybe you did something something else on that last shift and I think we've been through a lot this year in the last few years so we learned a lot from that yeah Carl Haglin uh, has a more simple explanation his theory is the Penguins win when they need to because they've won when they've had to you know when you've won before and you have guys that have gone deep uh, in the playoffs before I think you have some kind of swagger and you know confidence within within your team that you can you, know, you can always come back from uh, from a deficit, and uh, you know what playoff hockey is all about. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. It's just a matter of you know staying even keel. This team does have a lot of swagger, doesn't it? Oh yeah. See anybody else out there swagging? The Caps. 
The Lightning. Negative. Columbus. Actually, no. I think the Lightning has a little bit of swag. You think? Yeah. I think the Lightning has a little bit of I think I can going on. Mm-hmm. I think the Penguins have I know I can. Yeah, the the difference between the pressure of a team going, uh-oh, now we're supposed to do it, which is kind of where they are. Like, yes. You know. And already having and done And already it. having done it. It's uh, There's a long way in between those two points. Yeah. I, I like our swag better. It's not, <laughs> it's not necessarily ideal, as I mentioned. Uh, Sullivan would prefer that things not be as uneven as they are, but uh, he likes the capability of his team heading into the postseason. I, I think our leadership group is is a big reason why we're in the position that we're in. Um, it would be nice to have a more consistent overall season where we where we we don't necessarily have to uh, get to another level, but to certainly have that extra gear, I think, is an indication of of what this group of players is capable of. Penn hosting Flyers game one Wednesday night. Derek Broussard uh, back in full participation mode at practice yesterday and skating between. Connor, Sherry, and Phil Kessel. The Pirates will try it again in Chicago this afternoon. Snow prevented the Bucks and Cubs from getting around the plane. Any baseball at Wrigley Field yesterday. Did you see the uh, video Trevor Williams sent out of them? <laughs> they were watering the outfield while it was snowing. Hey, guys, I'm not an expert. But <laughs> maybe. maybe this isn't the best time <laughs> to be watering the outfield. Pirates uh, have... A nine, excuse me, a seven and two record in their first nine games. They've scored fifty-eight runs on the way to that seven and two record. That is the most runs the Pirates have scored through nine games since nineteen twenty-three. Look, Cutch and they, Cole were holding them back, and they got that's sixty-one. Yeah, they're uh, they're taking off like a rocket to the moon. Ivan Nova against Tyler Chatwood today. When do you think? the fans will turn around because they got no attendance this week, even with Jameson Tyon on the mound on Sunday and that brilliant performance. June. Do you really think it'll be that late? When school ends. No kidding. You really think people are going to wait to see if there's still something in June? I mean, it's just a guess. But I think no. they'll come back in June either way. I think if they've, uh, whether they if they've even or, down or, and they're crappy yeah. by then, I think they'll still come out because kids like to go to games. Okay. I was looking at the end of this month when the weather warms up and the Cardinals come to town. Just to see what the what the attendance is like at the mm-hmm. uh, at the ballpark. Yeah, that's a good guess. Definitely. Another good guess might be what uh, the pirate closer's name is going to be by then. <laughs> this is the it craziest. Started out to be Felipe Rivero. Now it's Felipe Vasquez. It wouldn't be that weird if he didn't have what is his seemingly an unconventional relationship with his sister. I think you should change his name to Felipe Tacolvi. He's uh <laughs> well, I like that. Felipe nice Drebeck. Got a nice ring to it, doesn't it? He said he's going to change his number if his sister tells him to. Wow. And if his sister tells him to jump off a bridge, is he going to do that? Apparently. We've got plenty. Which Some one? Way. I mean, yeah. He's got 446 to choose yeah. from. According to Gil Brandt of NFL.com, the Steelers are going to be hosting an Australian National Rugby League player this week. Jordan Melata. It's a difficult name. You should change it. Six foot eight, 346 pounds. He visited the Redskins yesterday. Uh, He's got stops scheduled with the Steelers, Eagles, Browns, and L.A. Chargers the rest of this week. Why not, right? Yeah. Sure. This guy's six foot eight, 346 pounds, and he can run a little bit. Depth. Might be able to do something with that. 
Can he punt? I don't know. That's what you usually get. You usually get those Australian punters. Can, Can he tackle? return punts? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Can he play safety? We're going to talk with Connor Sherry <laughs> next hour. Connor Sherry. Also, Billy Gardell Moving forward. joins us for the 9 a.m. hour. Don't forget, you can win tickets to tomorrow night's game. Just send us a quick video on your phone and show us what a big Penguins fan you are. We're just going to pick our favorite video that you guys sent us. There have been some funny ones so far. Uh, you can go crazy. You can keep it low-key. You can uh, do whatever. You can, might maybe make mention of uh, our opponent, whatever you like. But you can win tickets to tomorrow night's game. And that one is going to be nuts. Game one could dictate a whole lot. If the Flyers can steal one of the first two at home. Then it'll, look, then it'll go five. You really think it'll be that quick, <laughs> huh? I don't think these games will be one-sided. I just think Pittsburgh will invariably win them. Well, they're be- they have more depth. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think it'll be. They a got struggle, the goaltending. Struggle at times, but you know, four three five four six five, whatever it takes. And they're gonna have. What, are they gonna have Elliott in goal? I don't know what they're gonna have. They've had four. Guys revolving all year long, so I yeah. think he's been the, the if last it's Peter Morazic, bet the over. That's my advice. <laughs> Is that who they put five on every single time? <laughs> well, I just you know they they went out and got him because they had nobody else. The beat writer from uh, the Courier yesterday said it was going to be Elliot. Okay, and they put five goals in his net every time they saw him this year. You know, uh, just for safety, they ought to get that accountant from Chicago who had to step in an emergency. I'll tell you. I'm you surprised know. they didn't sign him. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't getting cocky, man. It's still Penn's Flyers. Connor Sherry coming up, 845. Long-standing track record of uh, weirdness. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Hey, fellas. You want to watch a Penn's game down outside the arena? We're having trouble getting out of work early enough to get a seat in front of Mario's TV that ain't clear up the Hill District. It's not exactly gentrified up there yet, you know. Worried about getting blue balled by spring. Literally. And figuratively. And don't want to take the chance on freezing for hours before puck drop. Because that Jag Kevin Benson swore it was going to finally warm up. Then leave it to us. I'm Tim Kabaki. And I'm his brother, Charles. He's my nose better as the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Big, Big TV, TV Kings. Kings. We'll get down to PPT Center. Dunce. It's Consol Arena. No, not no more. Consol uh-huh. fracked all the gas out of PA, and they're drinking somebody else's milkshake now. So what's it called? The Paint Dome? PPG Trib Arena? It's part of the premium playoff package. We'll teach you how to pronounce the name of the arena. Irregardless. We'll get you down to Mario's TV early. And reserve your premium viewing spots. Our seat placeholder, Dennis, will guide you through a variety of packages customized to meet your Penguin fan needs down the arena. Silver and gold packages include transfer of your favorite porch couch to a sightline free spot in a TV lot. One way. Yeah, we ain't taking it back. Ain't we done enough for you? Premium packages also include a little Playmate cooler full of Isley's Jumbos. They're hammier. And a Danpo Tash cardboard cutout to conduct your own in-between period fake interviews. Ham and thanks, Dan. Remember, outside of PPP Paintery, Paint Gazette Pavilion, absolutely no alcohol is permitted. Wink. Nudge. We're good, comp. Know what I mean? We'll hook you up. Get all banged up. Mom's a word. You just need a vape? 
to Sasquatch. Order your premium packages now and receive a book of Mad Libs of the Philadelphia Flyers for in-between periods. Here's one we filled out last night. It had us in stitches. The Philadelphia Flyers are a bowl full of grumpies. In the National Fart Suckers League, their coach Dave Tired Stall is relying on forward Taintstain Giroux to not Felch Goats Priceless Hilarious and free to the first 10 purchasers of the Pittsburgh Big TV Kings premium packages. The Pittsburgh Big TV Kings. Yin's guys will love us. Yeah, it's the DV Morning Show. Looking back on the weekend, thanks to everybody that came out to the Crossroads uh, Foundation's Are You Smarter Than a Crossroads Scholar event. It's a follows on Saturday night, raised a bunch of money for the Crossroads Foundation, which does great work providing scholarships and uh, tuition funding. For, uh, for kids who otherwise might not have it available to them, providing them better academic opportunities going forward. Me and uh, Tony Young from uh, Central Catholic, we got bounced out in the first round due to technical error, and it was complete BS, and I, uh, I filed a grievance. There's nothing I can do about it. Good. And nope. I got the one question I got wrong where we didn't get jobbed because of the buzzer, because we were hitting the buzzer too early, which is total whatever. Again, grievance. Which... Artists <laughs> sold the second most albums all time in the United States. Beatles were number one. And the three choices underneath it were Rolling Stones, The Eagles, Led Zeppelin, and like Hootie and the Blowfish or something like that. And Val, you chose the same thing I would have chosen. Mm-hmm. The, the Eagles. Eagles. Right. We got dinged. <clears throat> Led Zeppelin. And I haven't even looked it up yet, but I'm not even sure that that's right. <laughs> It might be wrong. I might have been jobbed. I'm, I got jobbed. You I got, got jobbed. It's the follows. I want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> Maybe I don't. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking of events, this Saturday, uh, I'm going to be the MC for the Pittsburgh Warriors hockey team. That's the. It's about the Warriors Foundation. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's their hockey team against the Pennsylvania State Police hockey team, and that's going to be at the uh, UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex in Cranberry. All right. So that's, that's this awesome. Saturday at 1130. Very cool. Uh, Penn's Flyers tomorrow night. You could win tickets. It's 28 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. Speaking of those Penguins, round one of the playoffs starts tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena with the Pens taking on the Flyers. And the big screen TV will be back for all of the home games. They're going to have some other activities going on outside as well. And if you have a ticket to the game, it is a gold out for every game. So the team is going to be giving away gold T-shirts and towels gold out. for those in attendance. Gold out. It's, is that the first we've done this? Or no, we did it last did, year, I think. Did they have a gold out last year? Yeah, I think so. Can't have a blackout. It's too hard to see the puck. Can't have a blackout. Gold out. Can have a whiteout. Yeah, don't want a whiteout. It's like waving the white flag. Yeah, we've done a whiteout, though. I think so. Definitely, yeah. yeah. couple. And it actually looked kind of cool, if I remember, with the ice. It was like... Yeah, gold looks good. Yeah, gold will be fine. No, don't get me wrong. What Gold's if we do great. gold and black? Do what if the black want. is peppered in? I, I just want to win. <laughs> yeah, that it, it's kind of like I totally get, you know, whenever you see the, whenever they say we're having a blackout or a whiteout or a gold out or whatever it is, you know, people are, we, we bitch at the people on TV that don't put the t-shirts on, but it's like, man, I just paid $500 to come watch <laughs> the Penguins play. I got to put some giveaway t-shirt over my $400 jersey. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> I always look at those people like, he just wants to be seen. 
What, by not putting on the shirt? Yeah, like yeah. everybody else has it on, and there's like three guys in the whole crowd without them on. Yeah, but sometimes also it's cold. Are you willing to look like a dork for your team? Hell yeah. yeah. I am willing to look like a dork for no reason, really. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I was born I, a dork. We've never talked about this. I get a text the other day from Val's husband, Tim. <laughs> It's just a picture. This is a good reason, though. Of Val in a straight-up, like, chem lab suit. <laughs> like, she looks like Heisenberg on a cook and yeah. cleaning up debris from the backyard. Yeah. And it's right. one of the funniest pictures. I would have posted it, but I didn't want to shame Val because I'm like, I'm totally, I don't know if, if... Totally okay with that. Breaking Val. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> if Tim is, you know... I, I told in a him fight to with, her, no. with his uh, wife and just. I told him you wanted a picture of it. <laughs> it was hilarious. I know. I look completely ever. ridiculous. You look like you were. I don't know. It looked like Close Encounters or something. Like you were in yeah. after some sort of toxic. You uh, look well, like Doc from Back to the Future. <laughs> he has me so paranoid about poison ivy because he's wicked he's, allergic. Yes, very. So you're sensitive back there cleaning it. out poison ivy in a Heisenberg outfit. Yeah. And, and he's sitting in the house boots. taking pictures of you and, and laughing and mocking you. Would you wear that to a Pens game if they asked you? It's Hells gold. Yeah. It's gold. <laughs> I would totally wear it. I mean, come on. You've seen my history of dorkness. Yeah. Weren't so. you? You were getting ready to do something on St. Patty's Day where you were going to stretch a shirt oh. over something oh or something? That would have been so bad. No, I had a green Ireland pullover sweater. Yeah. And what was so cold, I put it on... <laughs> For my winter coat, <laughs> Tim said, "I did you not wear that? Yeah, I looked like I literally looked like a sumo wrestler. You were all puffy. It would have looked like a, a sumo wrestler outfit. Yeah, what it you... did look. I said, this makes me look really huge, doesn't it? But that's what everybody does at the games, right? They put those t-shirts on over whatever they're wearing. Yeah, and that's why they kind of look goofy. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like, how bad of a fan are you if you're like, hey, I, I just don't want to feel like I'm an idiot." not a bad fan well that's you're just not in the spirit of the thing that's why i don't go to the games because i'm a bad fan i like i don't want to do that that's right (laughs) you know and i get real quiet and negative if it doesn't go my way early in a game and i never come back so don't ruin it for other people i don't say in my seat i'm just a bad fan (laughs) (laughs) watch the games by myself That was the bet when people used to like yell at me like it, like mid season when I when I was a season ticket holder for leaving the game mm-hmm. with like five minutes left on a, like a Tuesday in February against Calgary eight o'clock game or yeah. something yeah and I'm like leaving with a few minutes left in a game that's like a two goal game you're leaving a little early I'm yeah, real good fan <laughs> like I gotta get up in the morning and be like fight me yeah right now <laughs> exactly right here I know but let, to your point then I felt like you know all right I'm no you bed. go home with the guilt and you're like what. Did I was all that support for nothing? Guess so. Bad fan. Yeah, I. I'm all right, sh- fine. I'll stay home then. I'm sure there was one or two times I missed a, mor- a miraculous comeback or something, but uh, it was worth a few people heckling me on the way out. <laughs> just to get just to get out of there before that traffic. Uh, you're a real good fan. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I'm lousy. That's right. I'll be lousy and home. You be good and wait. Oh, look at this guy. He doesn't like to sit in an hour and a half of traffic after a game. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> that being said, there are Penguins fans. Like, on a weekend, it's I feel like it's never excusable. Yeah, especially no. an afternoon and a, and game. And in a playoff oh. game, I feel like it's not excusable. Yeah, no. Unless it's a blowout. 
regular season, right. non-important game. Yeah. you got to try to duck out a little bit earlier. I don't know that that makes you the worst fan in the world. A federal judge in San Diego is clearing the way for a settlement in the Trump University lawsuit. The $25 million agreement satisfies a suit filed by former students of Trump University. They claim they were bilked out of millions of dollars by the now-defunct real estate program. U.S. District Judge Gonzalo Curiel signed off on the settlement after a former student agreed to forego her desire to file her own lawsuit. And Stormy Daniels' attorney says he'll release a sketch today and announce a reward to help identify the man she says threatened her to keep quiet about an alleged affair with Donald Trump. Daniels has said the man approached her car in 2011 in a Las Vegas parking lot. She says he told her to leave Trump alone and forget the story after Daniels agreed to tell her story to a magazine. An Alaska man is recovering from a moose attack that officials say was his own fault. State troopers say the unfortunate incident happened late last week when a man tried to cut between two moose that were on a trail. Didn't go very well and escalated, and I'm not sure how this happened. Uh, it says the man accidentally kicked the moose, and it kicked back. We just initial, talked about this yesterday. Yeah, initial, Never go near a moose. Initial reports had said a moose went crazy and trampled the foot off of a man. Duh! Troopers also say, not a good idea to kick a moose. This just in. <laughs> Moose sightings in south-central Alaska are on the rise, and residents are being urged not to approach wildlife, which why would you ever? I don't know. A moose, they're terrifying. When you see them in person, they're enormous. Oh, my God, there's a moose. Let's go kick it. Dummy. Is there is that is there a hockey team named Moose? Um, is there the Manitoba Moose? Is that a team of Maybe. something? Sure. I just think it's a badass animal that doesn't get nearly enough nickname potential for sports teams, right? Their usage, yeah. anyways. It's, uh, isn't it uh, Wally World's mascot? Yeah. But oh, that's not a real place. It's not a real place. But Marty Moose. It's tough, though, because you can't, because it, it's not a word you can pluralize easy. It's I mean, actually, you can pluralize it very easy. But it's Moose, isn't it? I know. But, like, the Moose, moose, the moose are coming into town. You're right. The moose is loose. That's right. I'm a moose fan. Yeah, it's got to be Manitoba moose. I think you're right. Anyways, don't kick them. The uh, Minnesota moose knuckles. <laughs> That's a roller derby. Manitoba team. moose mascot. There you go. Mickey moose. <laughs> He's Mickey moose. <laughs> Mickey moose. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll trample your foot off. (laughs) Speaking of Canada, some master criminals in Montreal pulled off the heist of a lifetime by getting away with nearly 20,000 cases of beer, dried beef, and Jack Link pepperoni. (laughs) The beef and beer jerky are worth a staggering $500,000. Wow. Was stolen from a warehouse with the thieves driving off in three delivery trucks owned by the warehouse. Police suspect the crooks are now probably trying to unload the beer and meat to retailers to sell to the public. You know, if there's one kind of salted meat I don't like to eat, it's Jack Link. I Hot Jack Link? No. Hey, you want to try some of my hot Jack Link? <laughs> no, I don't. Meet me in the alley because it just fell off a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's sweating a little bit. <laughs> hey, why don't you lap up that Jack Link before it gets sweaty there, Bill? But just like, you know, the meeting that these guys probably had before they made the heist, we could be make we could be millionaires <laughs> selling jerky. Come on, we could do it. 
<laughs> we could carve a whole life out for ourselves. Didn't that happen recently in like, uh, not be, like Somewhere McKee's else? Rocks? Didn't somebody get busted with a bunch of ham? Didn't uh, they bust a guy? That does sound familiar. They busted somebody right after Easter who was like. Was it like $800 worth of ham? Yeah, he, he stole a bunch of ham. Ham thief. It's just too oh, much. Oh, they ham. called him the Hamburglar. That's right. That's was right. that here? Yeah, I thought it was here. The Hamburglar. He was walking out with the lumpiest pair of MC Hammer <laughs> pants anybody's ever seen. Who are you smuggling hams? Shh. Yes. Yeah, actually. I am. Uh, looks like uh, Sean Hannity and Jimmy Kimmel are making up, at least for now. Oh, Hannity gosh. last night accepted an apology Jimmy tweeted over the weekend. Kimmel wrote, the level of vitriol from all sides, including him, is harmful for the country. That came after Hannity went after Kimmel for mocking First Lady Melania Trump's accent. Kimmel wrote he takes Hannity at his word and that the conservative host was genuinely offended. Hannity did warn, however, if Kimmel wants to start up again, he'll punch back even harder. But for now, we'll just go back to endorsing pedophiles. Speaking of apologies, Tom Arnold wants his ex-wife Roseanne Barr to stop spreading conspiracy theories. Barr is back in the spotlight thanks to a successful return to television with a new season of her classic sitcom, one that Arnold used to appear on back in the 90s. Was he a writer, too, on that yeah, show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's also been tweeting things like the idea that President Trump is being freeing children from being held in bondage by pimps around the world. Arnold told TMZ that both Barr and ABC need to apologize. He says the new season of the show is fine, but Roseanne buying into insanity is nonsense. Finally, you can now type using fonts that mimic the handwriting of such dead artists as John Lennon, David Bowie, Kurt Cobain, and Leonard Cohen. Songwriters Fonts has created downloadable typefaces using the songwriter's original handwritten letters and notes and comes with a disclaimer. This font is for a personal use only. As the website explains, the songwriters' fonts have been created to give musicians inspiration. Writing lyrics with the handwriting of influential songwriters helps imagination to develop. Being in the mood of Bowie, Cobain, Cohen, and Lennon might be purely imaginative, but that is precisely the point. Partly sunny, rain possible later today, mid-40s for the high. It's 27 at DVE. It is the DVE morning show, at least until Felipe Rivera's sister tells us to change our name. <laughs> Randy Vasquez and the DVE Morning Show. You know, uh, the Fitbits were all the rage there for a while. I don't know how often people use them now or if their reliability has been debunked. But uh, one I've t- seen a few people with them. I think people are still uh, into it. It's yeah, like not a starter kit for somebody trying to become active. Not as many people as uh, there used to be telling me about their steps per day. That's how I gauge it. No. But one company is hoping to catch up on that trend and apply it to another activity. That's right. The Icon Smart Condom. The world's first smart condom is a ring that fits over a regular old condom and tracks the exercise (laughs) that you exert during coitus. Coitus. Uh, it also will detect, according to this, STDs, hmm. certain STDs. Whoa. That's kind of, whoa. They, Does it go, bam, 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 Yeah, bam. I don't know. But even if it rings at all, I would imagine that it would be a little embarrassing. And then you'd have to at least excuse away. Well, I'm sure it's broken, but let's not take the chance. It was nice meeting you. <laughs> um, it was announced last July. I do remember talking about it then, but... Uh, 
the company says it won't take your money until the product has a firm release date. They are still waiting for see, the definite release date. It promises to answer every question you had about your sex session. Yeah. How is my velocity of thrust? <laughs> velocity. These are what it'll measure. How fast are the thrusts? Again, I don't know. This is like some weird dance dance revolution (laughs) type of technology here. had to be a guy thought of this. How many calories did that session just burn? How many times did I just have sex? What? What's the average skin temperature? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, it's really... Start a condom fire. Also, we will accurately measure everything, apparently. And how many different... uh, Positions? Yes. And also, it will rank you. Now, this oh, no, is a, there's a leaderboard? Y- yes. <laughs> yes. How do I stack up compared with everyone else in the world? They're in ga- the world? They are gamifying sex. They're going to put you into a percentile. That's only if you want to be, you know. Uh, it'll have a one-year warranty. It'll have a micro USB charging port <laughs> to provide six to eight warranty. hours of live usage. All right, I guess if you're Sting, you probably got to get one of those backup things to hitch onto it. Yeah. Hold on. I I, got to go low battery mode. It will work with a combination of nano chip and sensors and pair pair your device via Bluetooth. Uh, Oh, does that mean uh, music starts playing out of it? I don't know. They don't have any pictures of it yet, but they promise it is arriving soon. And it'll tell you if you are. <laughs> it's hard to say how this technology will fit into this tiny ring they're talking about. And uh, they said it will be a one-size-fits-all thing, and it'll adjust. And they said all data will be kept anonymous. Sure. But users will have the option to share their recent data with friends or, indeed, the world. I mean, come on. This is D-Picks gone crazy. Yep. This is like a, a a bad continuation of Foursquare. Tommy just checked into Karen. <laughs> <laughs> VE Sports. Mike Pesuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. We're a day away from the Penguins and the Flyers. They are counting it down to the Penguins and the Flyers. Game one Wednesday night at the PPG Paints Arena and Penn's goaltender Matt Murray could not be more excited. It's just so exciting. It's it's like Christmas when you're a kid almost. Um, it's just, you know, you know how much fun you had watching the playoffs as a kid growing up. So it's just, you know, I bet you all feel like that, you know, for, for years and years. That's um, It's really cool that we get to be here. So uh, I'm just trying to, you know, cherish that. It's a guy that's already won a couple of cups, and it's really cool to get to be here. Yeah, he's pretty good at the playoffs. So far, uh, the Penguins uh, getting ready to take on the Flyers for the first time since 2012. We've already talked a little bit this week about how that series did not go very well. In fact, it degenerated into a crap show in a hurry, but uh, Crystal Tank doesn't think that's going to be the case this time. He thinks a lot of things are different between 2012 and now. Yeah, we're all over 30 years old now. <laughs> we're all supposed to be mature. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it was uh, whatever it was. It was in the moment, emotional. Um, uh, we have a different team, different experience, uh, different coaching staff. 
Everything is different, so uh, we don't even look at that. Line up a little bit different yesterday in practice. The Penguins had Derek Broussard back. He missed the last five regular season games, but he skated yesterday between Connor Sherry and Phil Kessel. Penguins also uh, went with uh, Evgeny Malkin, surrounded by Carl Hagelin and Patrick Hornquist. Sidney Crosby uh, between Brian Rust and Jake Gensel. And uh, the fourth line, uh, Riley Sheehan, Tom Kuhnhackel, and the right winger alternated uh, between Zach Aston Reese, Dominic Simone, and Josh Juris. Penguins uh, getting ready to host the Flyers on Wednesday night. It'll be the playoff debut in Derek Broussard's Penguins career. He's already played uh, a bunch of playoff games, 78 of them to be exact in his career, and he's rung up 55 career postseason points. That's one reason they called Derek Broussard big game brass in New York, but uh, don't expect to see that guy at PPG Paints Arena. I mean, it's in the past. I think we have to move on from that. Uh, uh, it's from probably a couple of games in New York. Uh, in the last uh, last couple of years, we had some good good cup run and uh, had some good games and some key times. And uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's in the past now. Like uh, I'm going to play in some big games uh, in the next next couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, we'll see what's going to happen. I don't I don't try to put any pressure on myself. I just go out there and work hard and we'll see what's going to happen. Big game brass. I like it. They used to call him in Gotham. Such a nice departure from just the, uh, I thought they would have called him Brasser. Brazzy. Brazzy, yeah. Brazier. Brazzers. Brazzers. Brazzers was taken. Depends on the Flyers Wednesday night. <laughs> Pirates are going to try to get one in against the Cubs today at Wrigley Field. They got snowed out yesterday, so they'll try again today. Ivan Nova 0-1 with a 6.10 ERA against Tyler Chatwood 0-1, 1.50. Pirates are 7-2. How is that happening? Well, here's one reason why. Gregory Polanco leads the majors with 13 RBI. How about that? He had 35 last year which was a disgusting, inept, <laughs> incredibly low total last year. But if he's going to drive in runs like he's supposed to, maybe they're going to win more games than we thought, Randall. Maybe. Mike. He ends up with 35 again. I don't think it's going to be a very good year. But uh, so far, so good for the 7-2 Buccos, who are two games ahead of the 5-4 and four Cubs in the NL Central Division. Call the bullpen and get the righty up. Which one? I don't know. Rivero or Vasquez. Either one will do. Whatever. we got to close the game. Whatever his sister wants us to call him. Felipe Rivero has changed his name to Felipe Vasquez. Okay. Because that's his sister's surname. Does he get to carry and over the He wants the saves? to be closer to his sister. He said he's the yin to her yang. The stats still count. Which is better than him saying he's the yang to her yin, to be honest with you. Yeah, it sounds shady to me on... Several levels. Very weird. Very different. But you know what? Baseball is full of eccentrics. Again, if they're going to be 7-2, I don't care what he calls himself. Call himself Priscilla. He call himself Bruce Suter for all I care, Randall. I don't think, you know, there are some people wondering, like, how close of a relationship he has with his sister. I'm sure they are. But given there are no ties in baseball, Mike, I don't believe anything's going on. I mean, look, as long as he doesn't 
change his last name to Watson, I think he'll be fine as the closer. <laughs> Nothing on that? Sorry, I was about to blow my nose. It was funny. I'll give you a Sally Wigan laugh. That's funny. That was good. <laughs> NFL.com reporting that the Steelers are one of five NFL teams uh, scheduled to have a chat this week with Jordan Melata of the Australian National Rugby League. He's six foot eight, three hundred forty-six pounds, and perceived as a potential offensive tackle. Even though he has never played a down of American football, he met with the Redskins on Monday, and reportedly will talk to the Steelers, Eagles, Browns, and Chargers before he goes back to uh, Australia and does whatever those zany Australians do. Beats up kangaroos, stares at water going down the drain the wrong way. Does it go the wrong way? No, it goes the right way down there. It's just different from here. The Borealis effect, somewhat different there. Never mind. That's all I got. That's all you got? And uh, your review of the Paterno movie? Half-ass. You didn't like it, huh? Yeah. Are you saying they could have done more? (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Thank you. Uh, Just keep swinging. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I mentioned it earlier, but I did think it was funny that the only way they got shots of the campus were in in vehicles that were moving. It's like you <laughs> just see all chase. just all drive by. Yeah. There's old me. All yeah. <laughs> Imagine them trying to set up shop there. NFW wasn't Al Pacino's greatest work either. Uh you know. I think he should have done it as Scarface. I think he should have done it as Frank Caliendo <laughs> doing Al Pacino. That's as the, Alf Pacino. Alf Pacino. That would have been better. <laughs> he was a better coach than any given Sunday. Pens and the Flyers kick off their best of seven uh, Wednesday night. <laughs> PPG Paints Arena. Joining us right now, Mario Lemieux. Good morning, Mario. Boys. Hey, uh, how you doing? Good. Randy Good. Uh, Crow. <laughs> uh, hey, say uh, Val. Hey. Val. Got that Val. Val, uh, what's uh, the weather supposed to be like for the outside uh, game at the uh, game time of the puck drop and that? Gonna be a little chilly. Not not beautiful. Yeah, but but you know, but you'll get there. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. obviously, you know that's a relief. You know, I'm uh, putting my big TV outside again for the playoff. You know, right. Got to avoid getting wet again this year. You know, after last year, Channel 13, still just go. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Just. <laughs> Yep. When you turn it on, no Channel 13, so no Rick Seabox, you know? Oh, yeah. Sid loves the Rick Seabox. Yeah, he's a big fan. Oh, yeah, his favorite is uh, the hot dogs that aren't here anymore, I think. Yeah. You know, Sid's (laughs) been pretty rattled. He's been rattled ever since he he, uh, can't watch his his Seabox, you know? Well, he couldn't anyways. You know, that's why he had the slow start to this year. But luckily, Burkle... Hired Seaback to come over. Oh. And uh, bedtime read Seaback special. (laughs) Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know? And he bounced back like in no time. Like day after I did a live read of Kennywood Memories, Sid was back to himself. You know? Oh, wow. Seaback was good, too. Yeah? Did all the voices. I think he was scared. You know? Uh, I think he thought Barkle was a uh, mafia or something. Really? I mean, please. You know, a guy wears pastel Izod shirts. I mean, what kind of mafia would he be? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's pretty cool you bring in your TV down again. You do it every year. Oh, uh, well, you know, obviously it's a burden. And I uh, take uh, that TV out of my house. And that only leaves me with, as you know... A whole bunch, bunch of other, other TVs, TVs yeah. But <laughs> oh, Burkle's working on something else for next year. You know, maybe no more TV outside, outside TV. 
No more t- outdoor sc- People love the outdoor screens. Why would you take that away? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, uh, we think they'll love this better. Uh, second arena, hologram game. <laughs> second <laughs> arena? Where? Uh, well, you know, yeah, obviously, that's why it's taking us so long to announce what we're doing over the igloo hole. What? Uh, <laughs> the UPMC Berkeley Mu hologram bowl. Wait a minute. Yeah, Penn's game sold out. Paul McCartney, no tickets left. The pink, pink band. Pink. Sold out, no, no it's problem. just pink. <laughs> Go see the hologram tour. Wait, the you, next door. UPMC? Good move there, huh? Yeah. Smart. Smart. Merkel. But, Mary, people don't want to watch hologram <laughs> hockey. Well, you know, people drag their dead uncle's lazy boy downtown in the rain to watch a game 500 <laughs> yards away on a big fuzzy Vizio. I think they'll be cool with the hologram, you know? Yeah, but, Mario, you can't do that. <laughs> you just got to... <laughs> what? Relax. Oh. Relax. Oh. Joke. Joke. It is a practical joke. Okay. No hologram. Okay. Just a joke for the comedy. All right. Okay. And you know, you got to have that on the TV morning yeah, show. Yeah, you're so right. So gullible now. I know. Relax. They raided his lawyer's office for Pierre's sake. It's only a matter okay, of time. Okay, I just sent the humor back, you worry wart. Got a cast on that funny bone, Rand. Huh? <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm glad to hear the outside TV tradition will continue on because the fans do love it. Yeah, well, it'll be nice if uh, fans gave Jimmy Pack a hand moving it down there, you know, but. Uh, one problem for my TV outside. What's that? Oh, well, you know, obviously I can't find a remote control. Well, just go to Best Buy and get a universal. All you gotta I do, mean, you, you know, get, I don't what, you go and do stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> well, you could always just, you know, use another one of your televisions down there. Oh, well, you know, obviously I guess I could send uh, one of the bigger ones down. The one you said now isn't the big one? Uh, no, I got the Igloo Jumbotron in the living room and the uh, drive-in movie screen in the bedroom. You know what, just grab a couple CMU nerds from the student rush line. Have them futz with it a bit. You okay. know, do some tinkering. You know, yep. shouldn't be a problem. I'm sure it won't. Thanks, Mario. Good luck against the Flyers. This is going to be a tough one, huh? Hey, hey, wouldn't it be great to hologram the Seabacks? Hologram huh? the Seabacks? You could live right in the middle of a Seabacks. Yeah. Which the- one would you live in? I'd live in the middle of the strip show, you know, and uh, get some of that cheese. Yeah, but know? it would be hologram cheese. Cheese. You know, you used to be fun. Well, you know, <laughs> obviously, you need to go enjoy hockey or something. Uh, yeah, you know, cheer but, up, eh? Hey. Have some more golf. Play uh, some golf like me. We got two Stanley Cups. We're about to get three. Ho ho! I'm a poet. And I didn't <laughs> even know it. Yeah. I'm like uh, the clean uh, French uh, Canadian Andrew Dice Clay. All right. Goodbye, Mario. Okay. Yep. Over. Oh, boy. It is the DVE Morning Show. I want to remind you, you can win tickets to the game tomorrow night. All you got to do is send us a quick video. Tell us what a big fan you are. Illustrate, demonstrate what a big Penguins fan you are. Or how much, uh, how glad you are to be playing the Flyers. Something to that effect. Send it in a 30-second video. Go to dv.com slash contest, and you're good to go. We'll pick our favorite, and you're off to see the game tomorrow night. How simple is that? Yeah. Super yeah. simple. There's only like uh, a dozen or so in right now. So, you you know. Your odds are good. Your odds are pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Joining pretty, us right now. Pretty good. Connor Sherry of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Good morning, Connor. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing all right, man. First thing I have to ask you. All right, I said your name correctly, Connor Sherry. It took two years for you to tell everybody we were screwing it up. Why did you wait so long? (laughs) It's kind of been like a family joke forever. Everyone's just been messing up my name, so I never really said anything. Be too hard to correct everyone. And then uh, there was a video of it that got release somehow so that's how it uh that's how it all came about i never actually said anything about it so hockey players are notoriously superstitious were you worried at all that changing the pronunciation of the name 
would have an effect mm-hmm. on the ice? <laughs> I didn't think about that at all. Actually. Oh no, I put uh, it in your head. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now I might think about it. Oh, no, don't. I don't think. Way to go. Did they have a Did so. they have a nickname for Sheery though? Wasn't didn't they call you Sheersy? Just Shears, yeah. Shears. So they, yeah. Did they switch it to shares? That, no, that's that's sticking. Shears is sticking. <laughs> All right, so uh, Connor, what's the difference for you between this point two years ago and right now? How, um, I think the. Sorry. I was going to say, how much more comfortable do you feel? Can you quantify it at all? Um, I wouldn't say it's more comfortable. I think just having the experience and kind of knowing what you're in for at this point of the year, I think, is uh, pretty important. I think a couple of years ago when, when a lot of us younger guys just started, it was kind of a ignorance is bliss kind of mindset where we were going in. We had no idea what was going to happen, and it ended up working out for us. But I think approaching it this year, you have a little bit of experience under your belt. You, you kind of know what you're going to you're in for, what you're going to go through, and um, I think you can prepare for that a little bit better. You kind of know how much fun it is to win the whole thing, too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad thing either. Your goaltender, Matt Murray, was talking about uh, feeling like a kid on Christmas yesterday. Do, do a lot of you guys have that sort of enthusiasm uh, as the playoffs roll around again? Yeah, I think we're all excited. I think uh, the biggest thing is once you clinch playoffs, I think you uh, you kind of just want to get to the to that point and kind of see who you play and and get it started. I think the last few games of the regular season sometimes can be tough, but um, I think this morning and going into tomorrow night, I think we're all excited to get it started and uh, hopefully go on another run. What was the first thought you had when you found out you were playing the Flyers? Well, I think uh, I think everyone's excited. I think obviously in playoffs, every uh, every series is going to be uh, more intense just with the nature of playoffs and to have an in-state rivalry like that, like that as our uh, first matchup, I think it'll be fun for everyone, for fans and for the players. So uh, we're excited to get that one going. Connie went through a pretty long stretch this year where you had a hard time scoring goals, and uh, they started to find a net again toward the end of the year. Now here you are playing with Broussard and Kessel. Uh, how are you able to overcome the drought, and uh, how thankful are you that the coaches didn't give up on you? Yeah, I think uh, everyone's going to go through their struggles throughout their career, and I think uh, I went through my biggest one this year, which is unfortunate, but I think I learned a lot from that, and uh, I relied on my coaches and and my teammates to kind of pull me out of that, and like you said, the coaches didn't give up on me. They put me in positions to to help me succeed, and uh, once I got one that went in the net, I think it it all started rolling for me. A lot about uh, having success in the postseason is just kind of staying loose and and having fun. Who, who's a guy in the locker room that keeps it light? Is it Phil the Thrill? Is he just cracking everybody up with that wig piece, or who's uh, who's cracking jokes <laughs> in the locker room? Um, Phil's always keeping it light, but he's not much. He's not going to say much. He's just a goofball. I think uh, there's a lot of guys. We we look at our leaders. I think for that stuff, they they know when it's time to kind of bear down, and they know when it's time to. Uh, be loose and be cracking jokes and make sure everyone's head's in the right spot. So uh, we rely on those guys. And then, I don't know, you got fillers in there that, that will throw in the rare, the rare joke. But uh, I think we rely on our leaders for the most part. You've seen Derek Broussard play in the playoffs before. What do you think he's going to bring to the Penguins that will be the most significant part of his game in the postseason? Well, I think it, it, the depth that he brings to our team, and especially at the center ice position, I think is uh, – 
is going to be huge for us. I think uh, last year we obviously had Benino, who was a really good third-line center, and I think uh, Brass will, will bring even more to the table for our team this year. So um, hopefully with his experience and uh, obviously with what he's done in playoffs before, hopefully he can bring that this year and, and help us uh, help us go on another run. Yeah, you're on the other side of uh, of Kessel there, and uh, Broussard likely making his return tomorrow. Uh, you were formerly part of Sid and the Kids. Is there a nickname for the for the line with you and Kessel and Broussard yet? <laughs> I don't know. I leave that up to you guys. I'm not going to come up with a nickname. <laughs> I might get made fun of in the locker room or something. Yeah, because you can't give yourself a nickname. I mean, you yeah, just, exactly. You just can't <laughs> do that. Uh, against the Flyers tomorrow night uh, at PPG Paints Arena, Connor Sherry. We'll be taking the ice with the Pittsburgh Penguins, hoping to do it one more time. Was there one point in the postseason in the last two years where you thought to yourself, all right, I this was it. This was the moment. I'm, a, I'm on the other side of it now. I've arrived. Um, what do you mean by that? I'm- I mean, like, where you felt like for sure that this was, like, was there a moment where you felt like, okay, like any worry that uh, it might have been too big for you was gone? Um. I think you go through a lot of those moments. I think uh, it's almost like your first game when you play in your first playoff game, and once you get those jitters out of the way, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a fresh start. And I think it happens with every round. And then once you get to the final, I think it's uh, it's kind of I don't know the word. It's uh, it's amazing to get there, and you're you're kind of caught off guard, but you just got to be ready to play. And um, I think I got over that with each round pretty early. So the OT uh, winner play. against San Jose had to help. <laughs> yeah, that one loosened me up a little bit. Right. But, uh, <laughs> you seem to have gotten over your New England accent, too. I know. I get made fun of when I go back home because I don't have an, a Boston accent anymore. Well, I got, I've, I've noticed your coach, when he gets excited, he tends to have a little more of a Boston accent than than most times. When he's yelling at you guys, does he ever really lay it on like Peter Griffin and do you have to bite your lip to stop from laughing? Yeah, it's more normal for me and some of the other Boston guys, but uh, we definitely hear the Boston accent come out at uh, certain times, and we think it's pretty funny most of the time. He always says your whole name. Did ever you ever since, notice that? Yeah, and ever since you cha- ever since they corrected it, it's even more Boston. Connor Sherry. <laughs> Every time. Forward. <laughs> moving forward with Connor Sherry. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. He picked. There's certain guys on the team. You just say their full name, and I'm just one of them. I don't know what that is. What that's about. He's just driving home the pronunciation, so we don't screw it up. Well, I, I don't think that'll be a problem going forward. Uh, Connor, best of luck to you and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Thanks for taking time out for us this morning, man. We greatly appreciate it. And go get the Flyers. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, man. We'll see you, Connor Sherry. Yeah. Hopefully tomorrow night you'll see him on the ice with uh, Broussard and Kessel. Looks like Broussard's coming back. Bressy. Brazzers was not, yeah, not a name they could have used. It was, you know, he. Filzers. Brazzers looks great on film. He did it with 18 or 19 goals, Connor. 18. 18, yeah. But he went so, like, it was like 4 and 44 or something. Yeah, he really. Half the I mean, season he couldn't score. Right. And on the early part and the late part he could. So. Tore it up at the end, so good for him. All right, looking forward to this. Don't forget, you can win tickets to tomorrow night's game. Are you willing to look like a dork for your team? Hell yeah. yeah. I am willing to look like a dork for no reason. Really. Oh my God. I mean, I was born I, a dork. We've never talked about this. I get a text the other day from Val's husband, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture. This is a good reason, though. Of Val in a straight up 
like chem lab suit. Like she looks like Heisenberg on a cook and yeah. cleaning up debris from the backyard. Yeah. And it's right. one of the funniest pictures. I would have posted it, but I didn't want to shame Val because I'm like, I'm totally, I don't know if, if. Totally okay with that. Breaking Val. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> if, you look like you were, I don't know, it looked like Close Encounters or something. Like you were in yeah. after some sort of toxic. You uh, look well. like Doc from Back to the Future. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. You going to post that one there? Yeah, I'm going to tweet that out. <laughs> Val just gave me permission. Yeah, I don't care. The it's- Flyer Scum coming to town tomorrow. You could win tickets. All you need to do is uh, send us a video telling us what a big Penguins fan you are and why you should win the tickets or whatever. You know, do whatever you want to do to demonstrate your fandom. Come up with a cheer. Yeah, go to DV. Yeah, I mean. Tell a Flyers joke. Right. And one guy just sent us his just chill sitting in a the cab of a truck telling us why he should win the tickets over other people for once let's have somebody win a competition that actually deserves it not like the dude who won season tickets a couple years back just because oh i can use these for my clients now look at all the penguin swag in my boy barn a boy barn is a to- <laughs> I, that's a uh, that puts him right at the top of the list just for coming up for boy barn with boy <laughs> barn that is such hilarious want to hang out in my boy barn if anybody ever invites me to their boy barn i'm gonna decline <laughs> respectfully <laughs> boy barn send us a video you can be chill like him you can freak out you can put all your pens gear on show us your uh, game room whatever you want to do just send us a video before uh, tomorrow morning and you can win the tickets it's that simple go to db.com slash contest billy gardell set to join us later on this hour val's got your news right now what are you talking about there val here's the channel 11 severe weather center forecast brought to us by dormont appliance it's 29 degrees now at dve Billy Gardell joining us right now on the DV Morning Show. Billy, good morning! Good morning, everybody. What's up, man? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, Val. I'm ready for uh, a three-peat. Anybody else? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, cuz. Yeah, cuz. Back to back to back. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Uh, Flyers in town tomorrow night for game one. Very excited about that. Those dirtbags. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to be nice to Philadelphia anymore. The, the football's <laughs> passed, so now we can start hating them again. The is on. Yeah, that's where the rivalry is. It's hockey, not football, so that's nice. Yeah, we. Uh, by the way, Bill, we had last uh, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Bill Burr was here with Joe Bartnick, but your buddy Ian Bag was in the studio for a couple of days, and we had a blast with Ian. Thank you for taking care of that guy. He's so super funny, man. Oh, man. He he deserves a, a pocket in the Pittsburgh comedy community. He's just really funny and a great guy on top of it. He's a big hockey guy, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's great to have them all in to talk hockey. Val, you did get imagine, out to see I was going to say, imagine when you get Burr going with him. That must have been like the NHL half hour right there. And Bartnick, who's the Puck Off podcast host, so... Val, you right. went out to the improv uh, Saturday? I saw him Saturday. We went to the early show and then stuck around and had a drink with him after and just ended up staying for the whole second show. Are you serious? I wiped tears from my eyes all night. Was it an almost completely different show? Yes. That's the thing because I love his about. crowd work. It's incredible. He can just talk to the crowd and it's, be unbelievably funny. It's a and gift. quick. Yeah. Oh, so quick, man. God. I can't believe you stayed for both shows. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, we saw him awesome. on Thursday night, and he just crushed. Yeah, he was awesome. We had a blast with him. Yeah, that's great, man. That's so good. When you come back town, Bill, when are you going to figure out and make up a reason to come back and hang out? It's the playoffs. 
Well, I'm working on that right now, Ranch, so let's just be cool for a minute. Wait a, wait a couple of weeks because <laughs> it was snowing all day yesterday. Well, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I, but I gotta, I gotta let us settle in just a little bit, and then go. You know what, hon? Uh, I gotta. You know what? Randy has needs to help moving his sleep number bed across the room, so I should probably go back home. Do you know that your your dad, Billy? What did he do? What did he? Your do? dad's Facebook profile was hacked. No, it wasn't really. No. So I. Friended, I got a friend request from your dad, and I'm like, I'm already friends with you. Right. What's going on with this? And oh, so that'll make him crazy. So I, I, you know, click on it, and then I get a message from him, and he goes, "Hey," like that. And I said, "Hey," and he said, "Hey, my other account got hacked." And I said, "Ah, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Stay off that." And he goes. Yeah, well, this is my new account now, and I just wanted to let you know. And so I said, good deal. And he said, hey, you want to know something? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. What's up, Mr. Gardell? And I go, well, how are you? And he goes, I'm doing good here, right? <laughs> so none of this doesn't sound like something your dad would be saying. You know what I mean? I'm still on board no. with like, all right, this no, is, that, yeah. That doesn't He's drawing sound you right in. at all. And then yeah. he goes, but you'll never believe what? Guess what? That's what it said, right? And I go, okay, what? And he's like, do you know there's all kinds of money in Nigeria? No, no. Oh, gee. And then I'm like, but I'm reading it all in your dad's voice. You know what I mean? And I'm like, what the hell is he talking he's about? So let, me, let, let me tell you about, uh, I, I believe there's some money down in Nigeria. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't him. It was the guy who had hacked him. But the whole time I was reading the Facebook thread uh, at, in your dad's voice. That's what I mean. That's how he'd be saying it. Yeah. Let, me, let me just talk to you about an investment opportunity, Rand. <laughs> I, I, I believe it'll help you out. Yeah, that's what I felt like. I'm like the people right, in Nigeria he, never he had pancakes. No, he, he doesn't. He a bunch he of it happened to a bunch of people. He he posted about it. Facebook's just just awful. Oh, just, what a, what a trash bin. Terrible. A kid Zuckerberg. What is it? Zuckerberg. I like Zuckerberg. Go with Zuckerberg. It's a dirt ball. It's a you, dirt just, ball. you just Swiss failed that name, cousin. I love <laughs> yeah, that. I did a little bit, didn't I? What's that? Zuckerberg. <laughs> Sound, that sounds that sounds like what comes out of your mouth at Rocco's about five fifty. <laughs> you know that Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. That's his problem. You know he ain't on the up and up. Not. You know, he needs somebody to punch him in his Facebook. <laughs> Little Zuckleberry Finn here. Yeah, what? Yeah, so I was laughing. Like, I'm reading this whole thing in your dad's voice, and then it got to the point where the, he's trying to swindle got me. To the point? Sure. <laughs> it's so funny. You uh, know I'll, what? I'll let him know. There's, I'll let him know that he's got to change his password. There's some money available down in Nigeria, Rand. How about that? Just All I you, need is for you to send me money for a ticket, and then I can get down there and get the money. And I'm like, how, how many bad bets did you have over at Rocco's? <laughs> he lost his baseball pool. Yeah. <laughs> and then it dawned on me, oh, yeah, this is probably not him. What what's What's wrong with people that they believe that stuff, you know? Like, you read about people that, that read into these scams and then oh. they give a bunch of money away. It's like, 
Didn't she ever have a, I, I guess it's having a dad to carry. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's bull. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, you don't, you don't hear that enough. You know? But you know what, Bill? My mom, I think, has bought every stupid spam protection service available. <laughs> like, as soon as there's like something like, hey, guard your, your data and your software. She'll, buy, she'll be like, oh, $10, I just did it, you know, and I'm trying to explain mm-hmm. to her, that actually might be making you less safe. You can't do that kind of stuff. So she's, but I get where that fear comes from. That comes from being taken advantage of. People that, the other the other hack one that freaked, made me laugh so hard was the one, it, it, it's freaking unbelievable that people would fall for it, but it's like when they, when, when, when someone you, that, the name you recognize comes up, and then it goes. We're on vacation, and we've been we're in Paris, and our passports, and the, we've been thrown out of the hotel. But if you could send some money, right. <laughs> who does that? Come on. But the thing is, with my mom, is she's so eager to sign up for every. Like, she's know, just checking her firewalls, Rand. I know, Bill. Let me finish. <laughs> she's doing like any Norton virus thing that comes out. She wants to buy into, <laughs> but at the same time, she'll buy five Alexas and put them all over her house so they can hear everything <laughs> that she says. It's inconsistent, is what I'm trying to say. I gotta tell you, I've given up my privacy for Alexa just because I can yell into the kitchen and get any score I want. Oh man. <laughs> I have. I'm, I'm, I don't care. I play Yacht Rock and I get scores. I don't even have to get off the couch. <laughs> Beautiful. And I get just, scores. She's just listening to me talk to you guys and swear at the TV. It's not a very good tape. <laughs> yeah, you watch. You're going to end up seeing a bunch of like uh, security Norton virus services sent to your email now. Because she's, she's hearing you, you talk stay about off this that stuff. dark web. You're in a dark web. Do you right know, now. I just heard about. Do you know I only heard about the dark web about six months ago? Oh, that's good. I had no idea. I was like, "What? The who? What are you talking about?" Now this sounds like a conversation at Rocco's. Did you I, hear I, about I, that I, dark I, web? I did, Billy. It was exactly <laughs> like that. I saw a commercial that said "free dark web scam." I said, "What? What dark web? What's the dark web?" <laughs> and Will was like, "Dad." <laughs> He goes, it's an evil place. You don't go on there. I go, well, what is it? He goes, well, criminals and he goes, all sorts of bad stuff. I go, well, how do you get to the dark web? (laughs) What if I slip into it? (laughs) So he told me you had to go a certain thing to do it, so you you should stay away from that. I was like, okay. But I didn't even know what it was. I'm not even kidding. No, I didn't either. That's good. You don't want to know what it is. No, I don't want anything to do with it. But, I mean, it, the fact that it's out there is a little disheartening, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's been there. Yeah. Alexa just lit up. Is that weird? Yeah. No, I'm just yep. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, she's she's going to put you into a, a Reddit, a subreddit how-to discussion. I got to read up. I got to read it up. Val's got news. What's up, Val? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center <laughs> forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Yeah. We had it earlier, I think. Oh, okay. Well, it's uh, supposed to be partly sunny today. Rain possible later, mid-40s for the high. It's 29 at DVE. Today, a great day to tell your sibling how much you love them. It oh, is siblings... Felipe Rivero loves today. <laughs> it is Siblings Day, <laughs> which is on April 10th. It's a holiday that celebrates the special relationship between siblings. National Siblings Day was founded by Claudia Everett in 1995 after losing her siblings at a young age. Even though the holiday is not officially recognized in the U.S., 
as it is celebrated around the world. In America alone, almost 80% of kids have at least one sibling, and one out of five say they are totally, completely different than their siblings. 10% are best friends with their brother or sister. 5% still share the same friend group. 36% say it's best to be the oldest. 31 say the youngest is best, and the majority of only children do say they wish they had a brother or sister. Well, what percentage is it that uh, you have violent disputes at the holidays? A <laughs> hundred. Actually, I think I have that here. 8% of people have had a fight with a sibling that ended up in blood or left marks. Oh, oh, I'm, in, I'm in that. I'm sure. in that. Yeah. You guys are past the blood, though, right? Not anymore, but yeah, when we were younger, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, my brother stabbed me with some scissors in the knee one week. Oh my god! Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I punched him in the face, and he picked up some scissors and whacked me in the knee. <laughs> <laughs> just no, there was just no one watching. It was like two two wolves alone in a house constantly. <laughs> no one watching us. Yeah. And it's also a National Retirement Planning Week. Experts say Americans are facing a mounting retirement savings crisis. A study conducted by the Insured Retirement Institute found that 42% of baby boomers and 40% of Gen Xers have saved nothing for retirement. Millions of baby boomers are getting closer to retirement and are largely underprepared for it, according to the study. They say one of the best ways to save is through an employer. Experts recommend saving 10 to 20% of your income as soon as possible to ensure you will be financially comfortable during retirement. It's hard to save dough when you check the check because nobody takes care of the living wage in your country. And speaking Mm. of that, today is Equal Pay Day. Marks how See far. That, Val? I'm right on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> it marks how far into this year women typically have to work to make the same amount that men did last year. The American Association of University Women reports that women in full-time jobs, on average, make just 80 percent of what men do for the exact same job. And in other work news, have you ever lost your temper at work? Uh, <laughs> never. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. of people say they have flipped out at work, and the person we are most likely to yell at is a co-worker, not the boss. 65% of people who have lost their temper at work said they directed the rage at a co-worker, 37% at a manager or supervisor, 21% have done it to a customer. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that makes me laugh. You're just a a guy coming in to get your... You know, to get your computer looked at, and then you just catch it because the guy's <laughs> bolts come loose behind the counter. <laughs> so I just want to see if he can fix the screen. I didn't. Let me tell you something else. <laughs> the survey also found 45% of us have cried at work before, either because of stress or something else going on. 26% of managers say it's never okay to cry at work because it makes you look unprofessional or weak. But 30% did say it's okay because it just shows you're a, uh, a human being. Another 44% said it's okay as long as it's not a regular go-to reaction for whatever's going on. Uh, experts say workplace challenges can often get the best of employees, but moving forward can demonstrate professionalism and resilience. My first day here, I almost crapped my pants, literally. And then like pretty much... Like Yes. Almost, yeah. No, I didn't, I didn't cry that day, but then the, the next... <laughs> 
that day. <laughs> the next couple of days, I had that in between. It's not a cry. It's not an angry flip out, but it's like a an audible moan or groan. Where <laughs> you're an like, inch away from my mental <laughs> And every time I went to the bathroom, I was like, I'm just going to take off. I'm going to take off. I'll text Randy and Val and say, hey, thanks a lot, guys. This has been fun. I had a couple. I had a couple days like that at the very beginning of Mike and Molly when I realized where I was standing. Like, like I was like, uh, when I realized this, I'm, I'm in the middle of a sitcom at CBS. Like, I had to go into the bathroom and breathe it down a little bit. <laughs> like, really? Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Splash a little water on the face. Like, you're not going to completely trash and blow this. It's okay. It's okay. So I get that. Yeah, but nerves are different than just like. Rage. Oh, I've yeah. definitely had rage tears in my eyes. Oh, I've had Here. rage. Just rage. You, I mean, you've seen <laughs> I've me seen have rage. You I think everybody has. A pair of headphones off the CD rack and, <laughs> and it a just microphone. exploded. <laughs> yeah, but that was after how many days in a row of getting the, like the same thing was happening. A microphone kept falling on my head. Like literally <laughs> well, kept falling destroyed. on my head. And you only had one good arm. I yeah, I was my arm was in a sling. This thing kept hitting me in the head. I like, had enough, Phil. You threw the microphone that you were talking into off the window, and Val said, "Did you just throw your mic?" And you just hear, "Yeah." yeah. That was like first thing in the morning. It was like six fifteen. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, emotional stability for someone who does a morning show for their, you know, entire adult life is, uh, you know, it's tricky. It would have been funny <laughs> if you would have just done the rest of the show like that. It's really yeah. <laughs> just show. from far away. We're back. It was, uh, it, kept, it was being held up by, I don't know, what did they put, like? Sandbags. Sandbags <laughs> on a boom mic. Yeah. And it was, you, did you, like, throw that out the window like a TV in the beginning of SCTV? <laughs> Pretty much. I, I just like tried to bat it out of my way because it kept hitting me in the head and I was so pissed and it just went flying off. It, it was and it was like six oh five. And we had that that heavy like vinyl step and repeat. Oh yeah, that was that the was, other thing. Uh, really that, that trailer park looking backdrop we use for pictures that was liter it was literally thumbtacked to the wall <laughs> and it kept falling down on me. <laughs> I, oh. I just got a t I just got a text from my dad after we were talking about the Facebook thing. <laughs> oh yeah, what he said. He goes, "Passwords changed. Don't call here." <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy had his voice down a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Rand. I'm like, where's that? Oh, so good. <laughs> like that's your dad. So I had my, we were down there visiting him for spring break, and me and Patty went out to dinner and left Will at the house with my dad and Dora, and uh, so he spent some time with his grandparents. And I come home and they're watching Diner. I was like, "That's so classic, great right there." <laughs> you know what I mean? Awesome movie. You tell him, Bill, you got to tell him he's got to put an update out. I've been fished. Yeah, he's listening. He can hear you right now. Hi, Mister Gardell. Delete any See? messages. <laughs> I remember, you know, my, I got to give my dad credit though. Before all the the realizing that Facebook's watching and monitoring you and all that stuff, when he first got a computer, the first thing he did was put tape over the camera. 
<laughs> he guy. was like, I'm telling you, he, before anybody, he was like, no, 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 they'll be looking in on me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but what, what are they going to see? I mean, you're just, you're making baseball pulls and then, you know, you're not, <laughs> yeah, no. They ain't stealing looking, my picks, Bill. right in here, Bill. He goes, that's an NSA shot. <laughs> okay, all right. But he was out of it. He was out of the curve. Billy, you are much safer on the road now because Ozzy Osbourne has stopped driving. What? <laughs> his That's son, good for everybody, right? Uh, his son Jack <laughs> tells the UK's Mirror that he quit after a fender bender. He said, "Quote: He had a little bumper kiss on the freeway with someone, and he was like, oh. you know, I don't want to drive anymore." He was already driving less and less. I think he's of the mindset he'd rather not have the re- uh, responsibility. Think about it. Ozzy bumps someone, and it's like the next thing you know, we're going to sue for a billion dollars because yeah. people are silly, end quote. Ozzy. Well, not just that. He's not had the best record with machinery. So yes. maybe, you know, maybe it's time we just let a driver handle all those things. He In 2003, <laughs> he damaged vertebrae in his neck, broke his collarbone, and cracked mm-hmm. six ribs after rolling his quad on the grounds of his English oh estate. God, I remember that. And he's legally only been able to drive since uh, 2009, 30 years after he fell asleep during a driving test. Yeah, so it's, it, I think it's, good. it's a good choice. That's what we call a good choice. When he woke up, there was a note that said, you have failed. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, we know that the guy's a horrible train conductor. I don't want to wake him up. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, Green Bay Packers wide receiver and kick returner Trevor Davis was arrested at LAX yesterday for making a joke about a bomb. Davis was checking in for his Hawaiian Airlines flight to Honolulu when the agent asked the routine question, do you have any explosives in your luggage? David reportedly answered, yeah, then turned to his buddy and said, did you pack, pack the explosives? His friend Deadpan said, no. And told Davis to stop joking around. It was too late, though. The agent had notified police and Davis was arrested for misdemeanor criminal threats. He was released on $15,000 bail. The Packers and the NFL could also consider disciplinary action. You can't say bomb on an airplane. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Well, bomb, bomb, baram. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, seriously, though, you, you need a trip downtown if you don't know that by now. See, that's, that's, you've been in Wisconsin too long where the, you can still joke like that at your two-gate airport. You know, we're, we're living in different times. Like uh, uh, People who are that unaware at the airport shouldn't just be at the airport. Like, <laughs> like I filed out right with the guy that's still pulling out like a three-gallon jug of hand cream. Like, <laughs> did you not, have you not read a paper? Do you not, did, you, you can't have a barrel of liquid going through the TSA. Would well, why can't we get that together? Like, there should be a line for, for people who do stuff like that. And it should circle right back out into the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Forecast today, partly sunny. Rain is possible later on, mid-40s for the high. It's 29. Some More with Billy Gardell when we come back here on the DVE Morning. DVE Sports. Billy Gardell is live in Los Angeles, California. Hi. And Mike Pursuit is here in the studio on Green Tree on DVE. Sports is now brought to you by Caseda by Lutron. Smart lighting controls. The Penguins are getting ready for... Nah, the Pens. Game one against the Philadelphia Flyers on Wednesday night. And it's looking very much as if Derek Broussard will be a participant. Mike Sullivan stops short of 
declaring that after yesterday's practice, but assessed Broussard's performance in said practice thusly. Derek had a good practice today. He he participated uh, <laughs> fully. We'll see how he responds, and, and we'll make decisions accordingly, but uh, he had a strong practice today. And Derek Broussard, a guy who's got uh, a reputation as being a strong playoff performer as well. He thinks the Penguins ought to have that same reputation, given that they are back-to-back champs, and he's seen how effective they are in the first season post-hand, or first-hand. The speed, the, the, the high pace that they're playing, and uh, I mean, when you have game changers that can win you some games or some mid-games, obviously it's going to be hard, and that's when I remember I'm playing against this team with uh, a bunch of young guys with a lot of energy and some guys that can make the difference on uh, every night. Yeah, winger Carl Hagland thinks the Penguins have this postseason thing figured out as well when you won before you have that you know that confidence going into games that you know you know there's going to be a lot of momentum swings it's just a matter of you know when you have the momentum try to keep it for as long as possible and when you don't have it try to grab it your Nashville Predators are the favorites according to Las Vegas we'll see Predators a four to one pick to win the cup Tampa Bay second at five to one Pittsburgh third at seven to one that's down. I like that. That's down from eight to one a couple of days ago. No, nah, but I like that. I don't like when we're a favorite. That's good. I like that. Boston's fourth at uh, seven and a half to one. Winnipeg's eight to one. Vegas is eight and a half to one, and then it starts getting uh, into the stratosphere with uh, the Capitals checking in at twelve to one. They are the number seven favorite of the sixteen, according to Las Vegas. The Flyers and Devils. Are the longest of long shots at forty to one each to win the cup? Really? So what Vegas is telling you is it's a mismatch, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not going to get lulled into that. We're going to stay focused. We got history on the line here. We got to play everybody like it's the the. We got to we got to play like it's 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 the the last game of Game Seven every game. And you know when you when you first glance at that Jersey uh, Tampa series, it looks lopsided. But then Jersey handled them all season. I did. I couldn't figure that out. And handled Pittsburgh too. You know that that's that weird combination of sports. Like when the Yankees are really good, they can't beat the Devil Race. I don't know why, but that's one of those. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. It's an anomaly. It's an anomaly. <laughs> A warm day would be an anomaly for the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Who got snowed out in Chicago yesterday? Box. It has been uh, forty degrees or colder for seven of the Pirates' first nine games. Yeah, we're on the igloo tour. We'll see what, uh, if anything, is in store this afternoon at the friendly confines of On Nova Own One with a six point one zero ERA against Tyler Chatwood Own One one point five zero. The Pirates lead the NL Central Division at seven and two. That's two games. <laughs> Two games better than the Cubs at five and four, and the Brewers at six and five. Box. Box. Hey, I want to sound a little more enthusiastic there, Billy. Well, I'm. You know, I'm trying not to wait for the other shoe to drop. That's the best I can muster. Just, just enjoy it while you can. <laughs> I'm enjoying every right now. We're one game behind the best record in the in the National League, and I, uh, I'm, I'm just up very quietly watching. I like how you do the Bucks, like uh, the Sandler bit with the dude, buddy thing 
It, it can mean so many different things the way you it, say it. It has every every emotion right. exactly. The spectrum and, of and I, the 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 one that's the, my one of my favorites is the surprising one when they're surprisingly when you go box. Yeah. Box. <laughs> <laughs> hey Billy, who do you think should be the closer, Felipe Rivero or Felipe Vasquez? <laughs> I have no idea. Same person. Changing his name. Yeah, what what was the Jersey thing? What did what happened? Why did he change his it's name? It's very strange. He has an inordinately close relationship with his sister, okay. who has a different surname. So he okay. took her name, and he keeps posting and Instagramming pictures of his sister. In what you would uh, you wouldn't share these pictures of you? Unrelated sister. to the name change. Yes, but unrelated to the name change. Just describing their relationship, uh, kind of like uh, she's a performer apparently, and he's her biggest fan. Okay. And so he uh, posts lots of pictures of her, and they asked if he's going to change his number, and he said, "If she wants me to, I will. I'm waiting for her to tell me." Uh, What's his number? I don't even know now. Is it? 18? Do we know his number, Mike? It had been seventy-three, right? Yeah. All right. As long as he doesn't change it to 69, I think we're good. <laughs> I don't know. It is National Siblings Day. So he's inordinately close to his sister. And uh, Favorite holiday. This is, he's got to be just overwhelmed this morning. I think Overjoyed. just pro tip, if you're tweeting out pictures of your sister and telling everybody she's a singer, probably should have a microphone in the picture somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the clothes on. You know, maybe don't pick the one with her laying on her belly. Yeah. That's just my, you know. Just a thought. That's my take. Steelers so are. We'll just, we'll just refer to him as 73 from now on. <laughs> the artist formerly known as. <laughs> Rivero. <laughs> I would think if you're a reliever, you'd want to be named Rivero. Yeah. Yeah, that's worked out in the past. What? Right. Maybe not. Uh, Steelers hosting Jordan Milata from the Australian National Rugby League. That, according to Gil Brand of NFL.com, uh, Milata is six foot eight and three hundred and forty-six pounds, and attracting interest as a potential offensive tackle. He reportedly visited the Redskins yesterday, and we'll see the Steelers, Eagles, Browns, and LA Chargers the rest of this week. Why? Well, how? How? For uh, what did you say, offensive tackle? Yes. <laughs> six eight three uh, you know, forty six. Uh, you know how quick that interview is in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. You come in, nice to meet you. Can you pull? That's <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, you know, he's a big dude. Most rugby players in the NFL are punters, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they can get a, a big dude to do something else. If you, I mean, if he's going to play tackle. He had to be almost too big to play rugby. I can't imagine he was fast enough to play with those. Guys. Uh, they said he runs a forty and five twelve, which is what? It's pretty good. Very respectable for that size. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna do a quick break. We're gonna come back more with Billy Gardell here on the DVE Morning Show. Okay. It's the DVE Morning Show, and Billy Gardell is joining us now from Los Angeles, California, where he resides in a big uh, Hollywood uh, mansion, <laughs> away from all of the normal people in the world with. Hollywood ideals and no. Why, why do you do no that? And, Why do you <laughs> say that? 
At right. least it's warm there. Let's rile in your yard. I was working, working in my I yard know. yesterday. Because it's not true. That's why I say it. Because yeah, it's not true, and everybody people. says that about you guys out there. Like, there's not a bunch of people who are actually from Swissvale who kicked ass and made it out there. Like, you're some yeah. out-of-touch guy. It's a ridiculous notion. <laughs> it is. That, and we're all worshiping the devil, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Richter had a great tweet. Uh, I guess it was about three weeks ago. Somebody said, all these Hollywood people, as soon as they get out there, they make a deal with the devil. And he just tweeted, he requoted, and then he tweeted, cheese it, everybody, they're on to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like you get here and you just, you, you, you know, as soon as you get to Hollywood, they're like, okay, so uh, <clears throat> here's the seance circle. We're going to need you to kill a goat, uh, drink its blood, and then we're going to uh, make you really funny. No, I just think it's funny that the people who will criticize you for being an out-of-touch uh, Hollywood elitist are making yeah. $35 million a year. Yeah, I wish there was a videotape of me and O'Connell emptying the cushions in the couch that we paid too much money for looking for cigarette money. <laughs> Just run that up on the Jumbotron. I live there, me, so I know and, that that's not true because um, me, me I'd have made that split, deal. Me and him splitting a 40 on the step of our apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Once again, I want to revisit this brother thing. It is National Sibling Day or Sister Okay. Thing. Um, and Bill, you are one of, uh, three, you have a stepbrother. I got a stepbrother, a brother, and a sister. Okay. So you're one of four. Yeah. I am one of six. Yeah. Wow. Val, you're one of five. Four. Four. And Bill, you're one of three. Yep. Mikey, you're one of four. Three. Three. Okay. Um, but I'm the one that stands out. So. Well, everybody, you're the baby too, right? I don't know if the other ones even count at this point. Yeah, Mike's the baby. I've just soared past them, and Mike's a big baby, just dominating the league. Baby Mikey, we're both babies. Kind of like Hank and child. Tommy Aaron, you know, Billy, how they combined for the most home runs. Yeah, just, just, just dominating the division. It's not even close. But is there the in your family? Are you the oldest, Bill? Uh, I am. I'm. Well, my stepbrother's a little bit older than me, two years. So. Okay. I guess I'm second in command, and then uh, and then my brother and sister were born 11 minutes apart. So you are basically a middle child with me and Crawford. Yes. Okay. Yep. So you got two babies and the two middles. So that's that's right in line with kind of what we're doing in life, basically. Look at me! 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 Yeah, fighting for attention. I might not be the first child. I might not be the baby, but I'm still important. Look at me, 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 look at me. Yeah. 36% of siblings say it's best to be the oldest sibling. I don't agree with that. I think it's yeah. worse to be the oldest sibling because your parents are strictest with the oldest. Sure. And you get dumped on the most responsibility. You're the one that ends up being the executor of wills, and you're the one that has to clean up this and clean up that. Yeah, the oldest is a tough ride. Well, well I didn't even think about that. I got. I can't wait to tell Kennedy she's the executor of my will. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's a, that's an awful thing to do. It's an awful thing to do to someone. Uh, wow. My brother has so many dead people's belongings in his house. It's unbelievable. Really? Yeah, uh, he was the executor awful. for like six people. It's awful. See, for some reason in my family, well, I know the reason. It's they because we're six kids in six different cities. I know the reason. <laughs> and that meant that the one who moved back to the hometown, when he moved from Chicago to Erie, he became 
That's it. The go-to guy. You're the go-to guy. He's oh. the youngest, but it doesn't matter. He has to do everything because he's where the parents are. Just and on location, yeah. He's unfortunately also <laughs> an attorney. Oh, I was going to say, is he a lawyer? Yes. So he has to do everything. Well, he doesn't have to. I mean, he does it. But, you know, by default, everyone is like, so basically, like, he and I take care of all the medical stuff, but he gets the brunt, like, brunt, the of, brunt of everything. So he's the one where, like, so how's the sale of uh, the store going? How's the estate planning going? You know, and it's just like he's got his own family. And the rest yeah. of us are off, you know, just kind of out here. Hey, well, if you need anything. And here's the thing that pisses us off more than anything. <laughs> because I, I, anything. I'm, I'm in a little bit with him, you know, in, in having to take care of affairs. But not right. nearly to the degree he is. But the rest, the other four of those bastards who are, like, scattered across the country, <laughs> they'll say things like, well... If there's anything I can do, <laughs> yeah, please yeah. let so me know. When you you know theory. you can't. You know you can't, and this is the emptiest gesture ever. Move back to I, Erie. I think, I think for the siblings that, um, that have to deal with that stuff, that the rest of the siblings who are not dealing with it should have to send money or a gift card once a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> these, I mean. To you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, I had, my dad was down here for surgery for his hips last month. And so, you know, I'm hanging out in the hospital with them for a couple of days. And they're like, we need to, you know, send him up in a safe vehicle. They have to, you know, they send him to the rehab thing because he can't walk. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, insurance doesn't cover that. And I was like, all right, well, whatever. Let me know what the cost is. So I pay for it. And I tell all of them, hey, this is how much it costs. Send me the money. They go, okay, no problem. Thanks so much. None of them paid me. None of them. <laughs> and I'm like, so generous of you, Rand. Yeah, every time there's a funeral, I'll send the flowers, and I'll be like, uh, here's how much it is. They're like, hey, thanks for doing that. They never pay. Uh, no, they don't. No. I made time my, for you to stop doing it. The next time I saw my brother who was up from Florida, and I was like, hey, man, you got your ATM card on you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, there's an ATM machine over there. Go take $180 out right now. <laughs> and he gave it to me. And he's like, I was going to send you a check. I'm like, you were going to do nothing. You were. Go get it for me now. So that's my relationship now. And, and it's just it's just not a you know, pure, like, you know, on principle alone. It's not like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next like, time you send flowers, it should say, just Randy. That's from right. There just you go. Randy. Stop sending it for people who don't on, give you every, money. Every, I'm going to uh, start sending it and put, uh, put the one who cares. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> that would be Randy. That would be fine. Yeah. But my brother Brian deserves it, too. But my sister Amy is in Los Angeles, and she always so she's got the time difference. So she'll always be like, I'm just getting this five hours after, you know, a decision needed to be made or someone needed to weigh on stuff, weigh in on stuff. So she's she uses that as her shield. It's like her impenetrable Wonder Woman time difference. Time warp. Oh, it pisses me off. Oh, I'm just getting this. Sorry, I was on a hike and I didn't have reception. Oh, that's oh, totally understandable. Sorry, I was uh, oh. avoiding connecting myself to this emotionally earlier. Exactly. How can I help now? Exactly. So that's my National Sibling Day, bitch. <laughs> Do you Ship still, in. I mean, your brother, your family lives all over the country, so I yeah. guess it's not as easy for you. But oh, do do people still get together for holidays after their parents no. die? 
Oh, well, I don't know. Both my parents are hanging in there, but we don't get together for holidays. Well, get, it's tough because they have families. They have their own and, families. Yeah. We try to get together once a year, but we, it's been over two years since we were all in the same place. <laughs> I don't see wow. that changing any time. I think that streak's going to go on for a while. And now you have older nieces and nephews. Yeah, and they're kicking nieces. ass, so I want to go hang out with them because they're cool. Still sensing a lot of hostility. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Just chip in. And don't say, hey, if there's anything I can do. Well, here's what you do. Huh. If you go on the family vacation, just consider your portion paid for. Oh, I do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. No, I, I you know, I, I always chip in for that. But it's just a... And that's guilt money, though. That's no good. You know what I mean? That even is, if, even if you were is, like, okay, I'm not paying. description they, they, for that. Because they, then you're there all week, and you have to deal with them for a week while you're not paying. But they feel absolved. They're like, oh, well, I paid for this. It's like, yeah, but you're not there. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't show you up. Didn't, you weren't there. <laughs> and that's the part that sucks. Not paying for the picnic. You know what I'm saying, Billy. I do exactly 100%. But See, I'm a little out of tune in this conversation because I get along with my brother and sister Great. So do and you I all get, live very close to well, fit, yeah. like, wonderful in proximity. Good yeah. for you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I get along with them, Can't too. Can't relate to this conversation I'm at all. Do you, do mad you, at them about that. Do you call them back when they call you? Oh, yeah. Right That's away. Nice. I, te- right I text. Away. I mean, we're on, like, a text thread that's going on a daily basis. I don't not get along with them. I'm just pissed that they get out of that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Sons of guns. <laughs> Happy siblings day. <laughs> Bill, that 10% they say are best friends with their brother and sister. 5% still share the same friend group. I mean, my younger brother and I do, but did you guys, uh, and my older brother, I guess, to a certain extent, and I do as well. So uh, I guess that does include me. But did you have a, 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 the same kind of peer group as your brother at one, any point? Um, I, we, uh, my brother, like when we come back to Pittsburgh in the summer after my parents got divorced, you know, my dad would always make me take him with me. <laughs> so it was always take him. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. So right. he always had that feeling <laughs> in his life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that I can relate to because my sister was younger and I always used to have to take her everywhere. Yes. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> Stay away. Come on. So 36% say being the oldest sibling is the best. I disagree. I think that's the strictest strictest upbringing. 31% say youngest is the best. I agree that that is the best. Being young is the best. You get all the attention with none of the supervision. And 18% say the middle. Totally disagree. Middle's the, middle is like... Middle child syndrome. Middle I mean. is second to, to worst to being the oldest. 15% say it's ideal to be an only child. I think that would be tough. I don't. No. No. I think it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, Bill and I were talking about this yesterday, about the birth order and the different characteristics that, because my I, because my siblings are so much older than me, I'm considered the youngest and an only child. Right. So you probably have many characteristics of an only child. Well, how old, how much older is your next sibling? Seven years. That's Seven. Okay. Mike, it, that's the closest. Your the oldest brother is fourteen years. Is old. how much oh, wow. older than you? Oh, he's ancient. Yeah, yeah, he's really twelve old. years older than you, right? No, he's Least. fourteen, right? Fourteen. Yeah, it's like so. My brothers are fourteen, twelve, and seven years older than me. Yeah, I guess that separates you enough that you are an only child, huh? My mom is the youngest of eight, 
and her oldest brother is 14 years older than her. Wow. They're like, he's still going. He's like 88. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he's just killing it. He's fine. Last time I saw him, I'm like, Uncle Art, what's the word? He's like, I can't drink as much beer as I used to. <laughs> he was really, that was the thing. old Irish guy. He's very pissed about that. He's like, these uh, are. Had to have 80, uh, how old is he? Uh, like 88 or 89. Yeah, I'm 88. I had to cut out bacon. It was a good run. <laughs> he was totally pissed. He goes, this new med, these new meds they got me on, I, I can only drink one or two beers a day. This stinks. And he was super pissed about it. Like, he wasn't joking. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, I know. know. Ever since my mom's doctor told her that she couldn't smoke, she's like, if she smells somebody smoking, she's like, oh, we got to get closer. <laughs> she wants that second hand. <laughs> we got to get closer. My uncle. Can you move yeah. us to that table oh, over there? Is that Merit Light? Get oh, me over there. Yeah. My uncle used to do the same exact thing. He would ask people to blow it in his direction. He'd be like, <laughs> blow it over here. Blow it over here. Yeah. And people would be like, <laughs> he'd be like oh, oh, yeah, there it is. Well, that's, uh. How are you doing on chokes, Bill? Ah, uh, nothing since October. Yeah, boy. Whoa, nice. Yeah. Are you? I finally beat him. Now I gotta, I gotta slay my last dragon, which is food, man. It's the toughest one for me. It is tough. It's real tough. It's a tough for me. It is for everyone. It is. I think for nah, everyone. Nah, not for everyone. For me, it is. <laughs> you guys with your little starter bellies. I, I have a hard time listening to you about you ate too many pierogies. <laughs> I just had so much fried food the other night. Oh, God. I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> sure. You ever rip the lid off something and just ate it? All right. <laughs> Billy Gardell. <laughs> Always great to hang out with you, Bill. I love you guys, man. I'll be back you, Good Bill. to be back on with you. Bye. Penn's Flyers tomorrow night, game Penn's one. Yeah, buddy. Penn's box. Tomorrow on the show, Phil Bork, the old 2-9er. Mark Madden uh, will be in studio. We'll get you ready. Pre- you got the band in for Borky? My, you know, I don't know. I mean, we'll have the intro. Anyways, uh, that's tomorrow. And uh, also, remember... If you're the biggest Pens fan in the Berg, submit a video telling or showing us why you're the biggest fan. You can win a pair of tickets to Game 1 tomorrow. All you got to do is you got to register by 5 p.m. today, okay? Don't be late. Yes. We'll announce Am the winner tomorrow. To do that? Yeah. DV.com slash contest. <laughs> Just send in a video. It ain't hard. Just do that. It's like less than a minute, right? Yes. I think that's one of the issues. Yeah. Tell us what a big fan you are. Boom. You're going to the game. Boom. Nice. All right, we're getting out of here. Michelle's coming in next. Thanks, Bill. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you. See you. Thanks, Connor Sherry, for joining us today. Go Pins. We're a day away. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.